Hello and welcome to the Monday Night War Stories presents the pay-per-view war stories. As this week we're finally we're getting to the the show that Mr. Booble came to the show for. Bash at the Beach 2000. Came to the show, came watching the show. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, hold on. I'm trying, oh. I'm trying to find my... No worries, I'm just trying to find the gimmick. Voice of Mike Tanay? Is that the voice of Mike Tanay? I do not know. Well, apparently he uh, was hurt later in the week, which we'll find out. We'll find out in the midweek. Vicious stories. attack. Vicious attack. Talk about. Bash at the Beach 2000. I am your host, Joseph Lussell, and the guy trying to find his gimmick is one human wrestling database. Wow. Corey rude. Mack. Well, he's yelling, and he, like the mic's not even near his hand. Hit he's a just... little close to home as I've been looking for my gimmick for years now. Damn. <laughs> Don't slap nuts. I don't I'm just trying, I'm trying to introduce the show, and he's like, hang on, I'm doing something. I'm like, well, you could have just warned me before. Mom, meatloaf. Mom, meatloaf. <laughs> and the man that wants his meatloaf, not that meatloaf. The real meatloaf. No, because that meatloaf was tainted with COVID-19. Yes, yeah, sir. And it's the chosen one, Mike. Whatever happened to Saturday night? It grew up to be an anti-vaxxer and every 47. Eddie! Bob. Bob has bitch tits. That's real. Bash the Beach 2000, July 9th of the year 2000. We are in Daytona Beach, Florida. No. Le Ocean Center. You were in Daytona Beach, Florida. Yeah. I, sir... Was in Sacramento, California. Ooh, for what? At the Arco Arena, the best NBA arena no, in the land no, at that time. No. Oh. Watching a WWF house show in the very hot summer of 2000. Yes. We got tickets that day. Summer in California sucks. Though. Not great, Bob. It's, it's... Not great. We walked up that day, got tickets. Uh, up in the nosebleeds. I hey, mean, right. up at least. Back then, the house show uh, business was on fire. Can't confirm. So I was going to give you guys the card. Let's do it for said house show. So now I, uh, when I found this, uh, I don't think this is the order, but this is the only card I could find that had a recap. So I'm pretty sure they did not open with the Godfather defeating D'Lo Brown. Main event anywhere in the building? I don't, I don't think event. that's anywhere in that building. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Maybe I'm not all the way better yet. <laughs> if he says every match is the main event in any building, especially that building, then we have an issue. <laughs> I like, we should go with that phrase for now. I think it's a better phrase. Main, main <laughs> anywhere event. in that building. <laughs> in that building. Uh, next up, we had Dean Malenko defeating Perry Saturn. That feud that hasn't been a thing for months. WCW action coming to the event, folks. <laughs> there it is, baby. Uh, the Acolytes defeating Bull Buchanan and the Big Boss Man. This is after, what, the second time yeah, that team split up? they broke up twice already. <laughs> yeah. uh, I wouldn't worry about that. Don't you worry about that. You know, you know, the audience doesn't watch television. Come you on, know what now. it is. It's a main event in any building, especially that building. <laughs> These idiots don't watch TV. Uh, Chris Jericho defeated Chris Benoit via disqualification. When he tried to kill him? I mean, he is, he's ruthless. He has no compassion. I really wasn't uh, prepared for remembering his whole character leading into the rock <laughs> matches. I think he's a cold-blooded killer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, correct. <laughs> when, people, correct when people post videos of like the old SmackDown games, <laughs> yeah. and it's like Ben Wall talking. He's like, I'm a killer. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, you are. Oops. Oh, boy. Uh, and then we had uh, oh, this, this uh, heat with me still, by the way. The Undertaker and Kane defeating Kurt Angle, Test, and Albert. 
Uh, heat with me, so we got American Badass Taker. No bike. Fuck no, didn't bring the bike. He walked out to American Badass. You've yeah, done it. That no, works oh, out. no, no, no. You've no, done it now. <laughs> we ain't traveling that bike all around to the house shows for these losers. They were in the area the next night with a bike. <laughs> yeah, you don't worry about that. That little worry, I don't worry. That's some bullshit. I will say Arco Arena famously has an extremely short entrance ramp. Maybe that had something to do with his not riding a bike. Compared to other arenas, um, especially if you go yeah, back to the Yeah, but there's no stage Rock. in house shows. There's a stage on SmackDown he drives True. down. There's just an aisle in Arco Arena. Maybe they don't want to they don't scuff get off the, the court fuck or something. You, take I don't know. you owe me a bike, you piece of shit. You owe me a bike, you racist piece of shit. <laughs> There's, there's the spit, you know, yeah. I'm going to piss on your bike. <laughs> Kurt Angle did it for you. Yeah. Uh, then we had uh, Crash Holly defeating... All right, guys. One guess. It's July 2000. Who do you think Kurt, uh, Crash Holly fought in a match? Um, uh, Al Snow. Nope. <sighs> I was thinking Al Snow. Um, Miss Kitty? No. Gangrel. Oh, more. You still there? We didn't get a bike, but they flew Gangrel's fat ass out there to wrestle Crash Holly. Man, he wasn't even on heat the month of June. Right? Like. That's what I'm saying. Gang fucking grill. Can you imagine being house show uh, roster only? No. <laughs> no. So what, what, what happened to Gangrel? He's just house show now. He's, he's house, show, house show and catering. <laughs> we had uh, X-Pac and the Road Dog. Defeating the Dudley Boys. Of course, so, of course you know, they did. did I'm, of course they did. I don't remember, did. but I'm sure one or both went through a table at the end of the match. I'm sure. Get that fucking good, table spot. Good God. Now. Noted good man, Bubba. The match that I think actually opened to the show uh, for the tag titles, Edge and Christian defeat Too Cool and the Hardy Boys in an elimination match. See, I was just thinking, we haven't heard the Hardy Boys yet. and that's Yeah. And uh, the spot for me is that thing where Scotty bounces on the ropes. That shit that he does. Yeah, all the time. Uh, Slipped and busted his head open on the apron. (laughs) There you go. Hard way. That's a good way to set the show. (laughs) Turn it up. Uh, He's banging it. All three of those teams, by the way, fucking monster over. I bet. I'm sure we got a five-second buzz. I don't know what it is. I'm sure they made fun of the Kings for losing the Lakers or whatever. But, dude, fucking monster fucking heat for all that. Banging it, banging it. Uh, then we the had paper. Rikishi defeating IC champion Val Venus by DQ. I was like, where's Rikishi? Yeah. Right there. Blood then, feud. Yeah, blood feud. You guys probably know. But in the main event, The Rock defeated Triple H. Well, of course. Uh, the game we got on. the uh, got a Rock you know, promo after the match. Talk about how he's from the area. Lived in San Francisco. He, he's he's like he Johnny cut, Cash. He's been everywhere. He can cut that promo in every kid in every territory in the country. Hey, I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. I will. Uh, I will tell you that when nice I nice callback. Thank you. There it is. Thank you. Dairy Mart. Yep. When I, <laughs> I've been to Portland, Chicago. <laughs> when, I, when I got my uh, tickets, he knows maps. So I was first in line to get in the arena. Yeah. Number one. People walking back to us. It was a. It was a. A mom and a dad and their daughter. Uh huh. Little family outing. She was there to see her favorite superstar, dressed as them. Stephanie McMahon Helmsley. Oh, uh, I bet she didn't make no house show. She did not. She did not. But uh, Linda, the daughter, though, she looked like Stephanie in that's, the good way. <laughs> that's for the best that McMahon did. Uh, the very few times McMahon has made a house show, it's usually for bad reasons. Someone's getting fired? Uh, well, there was that time in 2003 where Vince came down in the middle of the match between Tajiri and Rhino. And stopped the match and told them it was dead-ass boring and get to the back and let's get another match out here. On the mic, by the way. 
Um, and then lambasted them for doing rest holds when before the show went on, he instructed them to do rest holds to set up the next match because it was gonna have a lot of high energy spots. <laughs> so don't 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 overdo the crowd. Do some rest holds. Let's have a nice match so that the next match can really wow him. And so they do that. He comes out and yells at him what on the live mic. You guys are dead ass boring. Get the fuck out of here. Amazing. God damn it. So he was even demented back then. Jesus. So. So that's what I was doing while while not watching Bash of the Beach. 2000. What would you do if he, if if he did that to you and you were a wrestler? Like, Punch him in the fucking in face. In front of the crowd. Punch him in the face. Uh, I'm like fuck you. I'm going to TNA. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll walk on somebody else's show, brother. <laughs> I'll go on Spike TV, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, you probably got the better of the deal. Although this is I don't short. know that that's true. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, I don't know that's, that's true. But Corey, yes. How did we get to bash the beach? <laughs> well, oh, those mini ways. Fuckery. Uh, that's how we got here. Can you tell us how we got here? Because it's mm, it's complicated. Like a Facebook status, we, it's complicated. We could tell you why we left at the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end of Great American Bash, for reasons unbeknownst to anybody with a brain, they turned Goldberg Hill. What? And uh, the crowd did not go for that. Nope. <laughs> and then the two guys that he turned heel to protect didn't show up for the next four weeks. So, you know, uh, already questioning this decision. Maybe not the best move to make. Uh, but be that as it may, he's a heel now, and he wants to uh, eradicate Scott Hall's contract and hacksaw Jim Duggan's bladder uh, or kidneys. So he tried to, uh, as... I surmised he wanted to finish making sure the cancer was out of Duggan's body. Yeah, he's, he's just helping out, <laughs> trying to help out, save him. You know, he got he got some of uh, you know Tajir, you know Muda's uh, anesthesia. Yep. had had Ming hold up in the hold up in the side, <laughs> and then, and then he punched it up. Went in and punched all around, made sure it was taken care of. It's a team effort, really. It's it's team effort. Uh, yeah. Instead of using a knife, he just used his fist. It's, it's yeah. like it's like ER. Yeah, yeah. it's like Jewish ER. It's like yeah. old Goldberg, you know. <laughs> Uh, so he's beating up old legends with cancer. How would you say legend? Because uh, he is a legend, like him or not. Tough guy. Because uh, I guess if you're going to really force a hill turn on a guy nobody wants to boo, the only thing to do is have him beat up an old man with cancer. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> like, Kevin Nash is like the ultimate good guy. Which is weird. Yeah, right? Like but the it. crowd loves it. I wish uh, Titan crowds in 95 went over for this, Nash. But hey, whatever. Maybe it would have changed business a little bit. But, you know, be that as it may. Uh, Jeff Jarrett is going to defend the world title against Hollywood Hogan. Oh, is he although, coming back from the hospital? Although if you watched the TV in the four months or four weeks leading up to the pay-per-view, you wouldn't know it. Apparently he's defending against Christopher Reeve, who's Jeff, in better physical shape than Hulk Hogan. Jeff Jarrett has been defending the WCW title against everybody. Thank you to the cat. Yep. And Hogan's been in intensive care due to... I'm, I don't have to break it down again, do I? <laughs> no. no. We, did the, we did the Steiner math. <laughs> Just it Goldberg, checks out. Jack hammered him through a table. I used Steiner math to explain why he's clusping on to, to life itself right yep, now in the yep, hospital. Yep. He, he promises to be back tonight. Thank God. Thank God. Because, you know, really... Hopefully he's tanned. Paper without the Hulkster. Because as we mean? know... You can't win title if you're not tanned. If, you're, I mean, if he's been in the hospital for like a month, hopefully he's tanned. Jarrett's looking. Jarrett's looking at that tan going, am I doing this? Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> and um, Scott Steiner's taking on Mike Awesome and what's actually been the best built storyline going into the pay-per-view. Because uh, Goldberg and Nash has really just been 
Goldberg repeatedly eating Scott Hall's contract? Goldberg eating Scott Hall's contract. But like, Shooting it out and then eating it again. But Austin and Steiner had been like f- having a match every week leading up to it. So it was like, what's oh, so the, the WWF way of building them if yeah. you got it? But I have enjoyed Mike <laughs> Awesome's revisionist history of how the feud's going. Yeah. I've yeah. enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's how we've gotten to Bash at the Beach. Uh, we're missing a few key components. Russo and Bischoff. Hogan. Sting. But I will say this. Well, he's theoretically been there. We will, I will say this. Since Bash, the Great American Bash, where they got rid of the majority of the Millionaire's Club, yep. it's been a better show, and it's been better storyline. We talked about that last week, where it's actually been a better show, but it's not what the crowd wants to watch. So it's tanking is, miserably. The crowds is, are not hot, but it's a better. Like the the wrestling is better. The characters are better. It's more the entertaining. Are better. Yeah. Do you think if they stayed this course for six months, the crowd would have come around and they'd have been in a good shape, or do you kowtow and bring back the oldies? No. Mm, halfway. halfway. You had to bring somebody back that had name value. They just don't have a lot of name value. Is the issue like Goldberg and Nash is the only name value. And Goldberg's a heel is not name value. That's well, not would, what name value is. I would argue that Steiner's right there, and it wouldn't take long for them to make him a name value. Uh, I will say, as of Bash at the Beach, he is not there. No, that not that there will yet. change very quickly. <laughs> yeah. But as of right then, he was not there. You would just have to turn a switch, basically. Yeah. Um, and just in case you were wondering, guys, good news. More Filthy Animals versus Misfits in Action tonight on the paper. <sighs> Yeah. Well, it's not done yet. I'm erect. What I thought about saying was like, you know what? I really need more, more filthy animals. <laughs> Could be worse. Am I? Could be DX and the Deadlies. Just bring them over. Uh, I'd rather match. see misfits and filthy <laughs> animals. Never mind. Never mind. Be careful what you bitch about. It could always be worse. <laughs> yes. So let's get into it. Uh, this pay per view. Um, once again, Daytona Beach floor in the Ocean Center, or. Is it the Ocean Front Center or Ocean Center? What is, ocean it? What Center. is it called? It's all just they call the Ocean Center. Ocean Center. I, you know what? Uh, and I just saw this thing. The you know the new WW two K twenty two. Yeah, has an NWO for Life special edition. Mm-hmm. And one of the arenas is the Bash of the Beach ninety six arena, That's which crazy. I would play in all the fucking. So it'll time. glitch out. And you'll you'll wind up in a UFC octagon for no reason at all. Because the fucking game is all beat to shit. No, oh, yeah. I would just rep. When I played, Every show would be in that arena. When okay. I played when I played the 2K, it was always Nitro. Yep. Where's the show out this week? Bash of the Beast 96. WrestleMania. <laughs> yep. WrestleMania. Yep. Nitro. Uh, commentary team is one. Tony Schiavone, Scott Hudson, Mark Madden. Hell yeah. Uh, we sort of show off with the uh, with uh, the cat showing up backstage. Cat <laughs> uh, tells uh, Mr. Smooth, I'll be smooth. To tell MIA and the filthy animals that they were banned from ringside. So he leaves and Cat continues to walk and then <laughs> Japanese music hits. Do you, uh, you leave the radio on in here? Cat thinks the smo- uh, smooth. What's that music? <laughs> left the radio on, but then the young dragons show up to attack the cat, but the cat lays them out. So while that is correct, Joe, that's what happened. I think my synopsis is better. I just wrote Cat does karate. <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. By the limo. By the limo. Well, what's that star rating now? <laughs> oh, five stars. Five stars. That's got to be five stars, man. I got to be the greatest. Then we get the promo for the pay-per-view. Uh, you know, highlights, tiny clips, 30-second video of the all the car, all the matches, and Hogan not being there, even though they disguised it that he was there the whole time. I digress. But let's get into our first match tonight for the Cruiserweight Championship. Well, a little old school going back, hoping the pay per view. 
as it's Juventud Guerrero okay. of the Filthy Animals versus, versus <laughs> L- Lieutenant Loco well, of good. MIA. <laughs> However, Hoovy comes out with the belt, and I was so confused. Because he stole it on uh, Thunder. I don't, I don't, I, I missed that. After the match, he just took the belt, and the announcers are like, uh, he has the belt now, I guess. I missed that, but Tony brings it up that, yeah. uh, <laughs> Hoovy just stole it on just Thunder. stole the fucking belt. Hoovy now wearing just regular pants, looking like a Mexican Hardy Boy. Uh, I remember 2000s the year where the majority of wrestlers just quit wearing trunks or tights. It's like, I'm just gonna wear cargo shorts or cargo pants and call it good. Yeah. Someone was like, seen it was like hmm. but, right. uh, interesting but Conan like the juice but Conan decides to wear an like arm <laughs> cast instead is Conan he, you know? is he hurt I, I, I saw the cast I was like what the fuck happened to him I'm not sure if he's just Bob Orton everybody because he's <laughs> the smartest man in WCW or if he got hurt somehow doing very little because uh, we all know he hasn't really done he, a lot he's right handed yeah he is he does. His, the strong arm is his shout well, out to Conan in real time by yeah. the way yeah. Yeah. having yeah. heart surgery from COVID related issues and needs a kidney or something yeah, now too. too don't tell Goldberg yeah. he'll beat the fuck out of it I'll, I'll take care of the kidney I got it Odele, brother. I got Duggan still you can use yeah. this one <laughs> he just shoves it at him Duggan just beat cancer for the second time damn <laughs> right, um, he is TV champ. Charles Robinson kicks everybody out of the uh, ev- everybody out before the match starts because That's everybody came down. Can, can I ask you guys real quickly? Nine inches, Lieutenant Loco. Yeah, he is a very good professional wrestler, extremely competent. A yep. guy you'd love on your roster. Oh yeah, yeah. Is the biggest. Is this as he's incredibly unlucky to be Eddie's nephew? Yes. Because if Eddie's not around, I think opinion of Chavo is a lot higher. Because there's nothing wrong with him in the ring. He's, I mean, he he can cut a promo. He yeah. knows how to work with the ring. But because he was, he wasn't as good as Eddie and every other facet. Like they got like the horse on a stick. Yeah, and the weird shit that he had to do to like be over and be memorable. But then people think of him as a joke now. And he wasn't. No, he's he was not very a joke. good. But like even in even in MIA, he's the Lieutenant Loco. So I'll kill you. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. I'll kill you even in his own team. All right, all right, Loco. So, uh, however, however, in the match, Hubie tries just to leave and then just sits on the ramp for like ten seconds <laughs> and then like, hey buddy, get back in. I think he forgot he was in a match. Yeah, Charles, <laughs> like, what are you fucking doing? Uh, <laughs> ecstasy, meth, GHB, THC. Yeah. THQ, the WWF. Whole He's on the whole alphabet. Yep. He is. It's Hoovy. Uh, Loco with the springboard splash to the outside, and all he does just just falls on Hoovy. He does this like this falls like a dead drop, like right, original Orange yeah. Cassidy. So last Monday when we watched uh, fucking Johnny the Bull literally tore his tear anus, his anus. Yeah. from appetite to asshole. Why, as a wrestler, would you be like, how about I do some outside move shit? Nah. I'd be like, nah, you know what, headlocks, dog. That's where it's dude, at. Dude, if I was Russo, I'd be like, I'm putting a moratorium on that shit. Like, holy, <laughs> like, holy shit, dude. How many torn assholes do you need before you stop the move? I can't fathom the torn urethra, but I don't want to oh fathom it. And I don't WWE, know it. WWE, F went away from the pile driver after one move. And <laughs> right. Well, uh, I mean, to be fair, I don't see anybody doing springboard leg drops anymore either. I don't. I think that pretty much ended. Uh, he go, tore his maybe, dick in half. Go, maybe EC, maybe <laughs> maybe some ECW stuff. The man tore his dick in half. People, come My on! My God, uh, Loco with a top turnbuckle, double axe handle. Then the filthy animals come out wearing masks. Uh, Madden playing it off like, "Oh, who's these weird people?" And then you know, Shivani's like, "It's the filthy animals, you dummy." 
Thanks, uh, thanks Tony. Yeah, Hoovy with a guillotine leg drop to the outside. <laughs> sort of. He came off the apron. Yeah. Uh, Hoovy <laughs> with a face buster. Hoovy goes. Like, <laughs> Hoovy goes for the Hoovy elbow, but Loco sits up hey, like it's the juicy elbow. Juicy elbow. <laughs> I'll call it Hoovy. Uh, he sits up like Undertaker would, and then Hoovy kicks him back down to hit it. <laughs> And then MIA, yeah, they're <laughs> still in that spot too. Took the fucking spot. God damn. <laughs> I got an idea. Hoovy, you knew the juicy elbow, and then Co- uh, Loco, just sit up like Taker, and then we'll kick you back down. So it'll, it'll pop the crowd. Well, I guess that actually, we just now figured out why Shavo had so much heat when he came to WWF. Yeah. Found it out right there. You don't steal that guy's spot. However, MIA then decides to come out wearing president's mask through the crowd. Um, ref is distracted. Major Gun comes out and distracts Hoovy. Uh, for Loco to knock him off the top turnbuckle. Hoovy with the Hoovy driver, but Loco kick, uh, puts his foot on the rope. Loco with a tornado DDT for the win. 12 minutes and 7 seconds with all that collusion inside. So outside of that, outside of the ring nonsense, this was a fucking good match. These two, like, when they had about 10 minutes just to wrestle, it was fucking good. Yeah, if you just take all that crap away. I mean, Hoovy and Chavo, I'll watch it. I went two and three quarters. The never-ending mid-card feud of 2000 continues here in your monthly cruiserweight title match. It was okay, but let's just get the eight-man tag in and be done with it. Right? It's fair. Oh, you have Cone, you have a cone out and all with the arm, so. Well, maybe you're going to count for two. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, we have the cat yelling backstage yelling at the young dragons that it's over, and they don't understand. You don't understand the words coming out of my mouth. Uh, nobody said the words coming once, out of your mouth. Once he said that, I was like, oh, there's rush hour there. Uh, then Jeff Jarrett barges into the locker room asking where the hell Hogan's at because he, he has not shown up yet. That's problematic. Your paper is on, sir. So when this started, I was like, they're just openly saying that, huh? That's <laughs> yeah. weird. All right. It's a All weird. Right. So for people, like, because, like, the whole selling point, theoretically, was that Hogan's going to be here to defend. You're just openly telling people he's not here. He hasn't shown up yet. That tells me some meetings aren't going well in the back. Nope. Yeah, that's what that yeah. tells me. We'll get to that later on in the show. Uh, but let's go to our next match for the Hardcore Championship, as it's going to be Big Vito. Against Terry Funk. Terry Funk, baby. No. No? Nope. Not Johnny uh, the Bull, because he tore his anus. Well, he's, he tore his dick in half. He's he tore his dick in half. We're going to bring back Norman Smiley and Ralphus, as it's going to be a two-on-one mm. handicap match. But it would have made all the sense in the world to put Terry Funk there. You would think. And it would have made a better match. Yes. Well, the one they had on Nitro was good, and you know it. Well, they won. They had a Nitro, correct? Yeah. I needed a second time. Do we need this? Do we need Ralphus's ass crack? We'll get to it. We'll do your pay- steroids. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to it then. Uh, Norman tries to run to the back, and that's, you know, once again, the hardcore matches are. They start in the back, and then they come to the front. Which I get if you just start attacking your opponent, but if you're already outside the ring... Go ahead and just yeah right. When you're already there. in the ring, you know, we no already point. see you. That the fact that they've only enforced like half the time anyway. Like so. Jesus Christ, dude. yeah. But like every time now, it's oh, I gotta run to the back and then we That's can stupid. start the yeah. It's stupid. Just start in the back. Uh, you fight. don't have to do the fucking intro. <laughs> fight. They fight in the back. You know, hitting each other with weapons. Ralph is Vito with a trash can see, lid. Again, when they're in the back, their matches are fun. In WCW, they're creative in the back. Yep. So when they get out to the ring, that's, well... It's just the same old, same old. It's, you know, the couple of trash can lids and tables. That's about what they can do. Uh, Vito and Smiley are fighting in front of a, uh elevator. The door opens, and then v- Vito throws, like, a catering guy out of the elevator. <laughs> I honestly suspect that to be a, like, a legit, like, catering guy. Like, Oh, he probably got a lot of money that night. Like, hey, you, I wasn't supposed to do that. So I don't... 
Did you guys happen to listen to the Shivani podcast? I, I didn't. I have not because I was wanting to watch this. Uh, so I listened to it after I watched it. Yeah. Uh, Shivani pointed out. So Shivani, not a fan of this whole show, by the way. Yeah. Not a fan. <laughs> if you go back and watch, there's not a single cup of liquid in any of those cups. It's just a tray of empty cups. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the door opens, Vito puts Smiley in the elevator and then shuts it. And so then it's one-on-one of Vito versus Ralphus. That's a main event anywhere in this building. Main event and everywhere in this building. Um, where we go? Uh, they fight back to the ringside. Vito puts, uh, Ralphus on a broken table and hits a crossbody off the top turnbuckle for the win. You can see Smiley walk, just walking down the aisle, and then once the pin starts, then he like speed walks to get onto the apron. Just, yeah, I you didn't know. understand that. I wasn't sure what was happening there. So your winner and still hardcore champion, Big Vito, with a time of five minutes and fifty six seconds. This is the the best they could do. We could probably just go ahead and retire the title. That's or 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 what? Like we said, bring on that funk. It would have been better. Three quarters of a star. Sorry, Mike, but this needed to be Terry Funk. This stunk. That's Correct, and it would have gone up to an entire star. One hey, whole star. Would have been better than this. This is bad. Ugh. And Norman, I, I know It should have just been Norman, to be and honest. And I know he's funny in this, but there is so much more you can do with Norman smiling than just paint-broxing him into this little hardcore division, scary yeah. cat shit. Yep. He, he was having matches with Regal and, and Finley. And those tough European style. I mean, that's how good he is. And this is what you're doing with him. All right, cool. Sure, he's showing uh, some uh, charisma. Yeah. But... Uh, Not the right charisma. You can take that charisma and go forward and do some more. I, th- I literally thought you were going to say, turn that some bitch side place. <laughs> Stick it straight. <laughs> well, no, the Hoovy already wrestled. So oh, yeah. I'm sorry, sorry. It's too late to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, don't don't plagiarize Hoovy, all right? <laughs> yeah. My bad. Jesus Christ. How does uh, that make Hoovy feel? It doesn't matter. <laughs> I got him. I got him. What Ooh. in the blue hell is a Hooventude? <laughs> what in the blue hell is a Hooventude? <laughs> got him. Uh, we go backstage. Goldberg showed up, and he has Scott Hall's uh, contract in his Ooh, pocket. Ooh, that means Nash's in there yet. The gimmick's back, baby! Yeah. Oh, no, got to watch out. Hogan ain't here yet. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, Hogan ain't here, buddy. Well, don't worry. We go to Mean Gene with one Kevin Nash. Oh, God. Oh. He's already here. Yeah, God he's already damn here. it. Well, already... today's different. All right. He's fighting for, for that for that contract that's been eaten three times and yeah. recomposted and put back together. Yeah. These Goldberg recycles. Yeah. <laughs> Friendly for, you know. Uh, Goldberg, uh, Nash says that he's going to jackknife Goldberg, and then after he's that, he might take a survey. We all know how that ends. We know how much that pisses you off, Bill. Hey, yo. Uh, let's, we get a recap of the history of Daphne, Miss Hancock, and David Flair. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> Ow, ow, ow. Thank you. Our next match is a wedding gown match as it's going to be Daphne versus Miss Hancock. David comes down with Miss Hancock in a tux. There's a wedding cake on a table on the outside of the ring. Um, da- David and Daph- uh, Miss Hancock decide to make out before Daphne comes out. Daphne runs in low blows. David, we get a women's tussle. David gets involved to uh, help uh, pull Daphne away. The ref does too. Miss Hancock then ref, rips the ref's pants off, and then da- Daphne gets rips off David's pants. We're, so the men it's are this, now in their underwear. Going the wrong direction. Wrong direction, it's not Bob. What we're here for Bob. 
Um, Daphne throws uh, Hancock in David's crotch, and she stays there for a bit. I'm sure she did. Uh, da- D- uh, David grabs Daphne, and Hancock is going to shave Daphne. Where? Her head. Oh. Yeah, oh, I know. That's not one. I know. I was almost interested. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, Crowbar then comes out and gets uh, grabs David and back by drops him. Uh, first move of the, uh, of the uh, match. Can I take uh, over here? Yes. I, I laughed at this. Crazy-ass crowbar who's not all put together yep. looks around and sees that everybody in the ring has their pants off. Yep. So he takes his pants off yep. to I, fit in. It was really funny. <laughs> it was said, so I said, good. I said he did it like flair <laughs> yeah. because he did the back body drop too. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so then uh, crowbar grabs David and is gonna, uh, and Daffy's going to shave David's hair until Miss Hank... where? His head. Okay. But then David... Uh, then. Uh, Miss Hancock gets on the mic and says, hit my music. And then she rips the bottom of her dress off and starts to dance. The guys stop and start watching. The ref calls for the bell. Uh, Four minutes and 14 seconds, because after the match, Hancock is dancing. Daphne shows up and throws cake in her face. David and Crowbar go to the outside, and David throws cake in uh, Crowbar's face. Hancock's hiding behind the ring and then throws cake into Daphne's face. And this is when Tony goes, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and so, yes. Oh, oh, oh. Half star. Not my cup of tea. I hated it. But okay-ish early card comedy BS if that's your thing, but nothing more. And now uh, we'll take a cue from the show. Uh, we have to vamp now because these fucking idiots just... Made such a mess. Spray cake all over the fucking arena. And then I so I said this as I was watching it. And then when I listened to the podcast, he said it too. Because they tried forever to clean it up. They like, could just not. flip the fucking mat over. What are you doing? And then they eventually did it because we see that later. But I was like, I was like why? They did a shitty job. Oh my up. God. They were just like, so it's like one guy was like pouring water bottles on it. And some guy <laughs> had not even a mop. I don't even know what he was using, but it was just smearing a cake. It was terrible. So you don't have extra mats? You can't just switch out real quick? They'd sold them at this point. <laughs> like over contract expensive dog. Bargain sale, yeah. Cause this was a clusterfuck. And they kept going back to the commentary tone. He's like, I don't fucking know. These idiots are cleaning cake. It was <laughs> terrible. Um I hated it. And so, Joe, don't worry about the cake behind you. I wouldn't worry about that. Um, the only thing I liked was crowbars a little bit. Yeah, crowbar. <laughs> like I was gonna say, is that half the star from crowbar? <laughs> yeah. The only thing you liked was the one good worker in the match. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There you go. That's weird. <laughs> um, who on that flat back bump he took? Also, best bump in the match. There it is. Match, yep. There it is. Uh, we go backstage. The cat's just walking backstage, and the music hits again. And then the dragons are lurking <laughs> in the back. Cat then thinks he's working too hard because he's hearing <laughs> hearing things. Then we cut to commentaries. They don't know if Hulk Hogan e- is even here. They haven't. Uh, he hasn't been to any of the shows lately. <laughs> that bodes well. That's, um, that's going great in the back. <laughs> the fans are uh, behind commentaries distracted because uh, they're looking at something. Uh, Tony said it was a fight. Oh, okay. There was people just brawling in the stands, which checks out. That's, checks out. Yeah. Uh, Tony breaks down uh, Hogan's history at the bash. Um, Nash, and then brings up how Nash is <sighs> trying to bring Hall back. Uh, the cleaning crew is trying to clean the cake, so they're stalling and I get so nostalgic and when he was talking about, like, 1996. Yeah. I was like, oh, God, oh, what a great night, man. Old days. Oh, feels red like, couch. It feels like forever. 
<sighs> the red couch and all. Well, the... <sighs> There's a storm a brewing tonight. If you don't know what that is, folks, go back and listen to the early episodes of the Pay for War Stories at Noso Entertainment. By Tony, there's a storm a brewing storm tonight. Is he the third man? <laughs> Will you stop, Will you stop, stop. Bobby? I loved Dusty. So, just with that, I loved Dusty doing a throwback to Gorilla for Bobby. Will you stop? <laughs> I probably, I know, probably popped Bobby. I know that was on purpose. Yeah, it was. <laughs> So our next match, it's the perfect event. Oh my god! Fuck me. Sean Stasiak and Chuck Palumbo. Can we get an evening out match back, please? <laughs> yeah. Versus Chronic. Anyway, in the corner of this match, can Crowbar come back in and do some bumps? So I don't know where it is in the match. So you can go. You can do the breakdown in a second. Yeah. But at some point, Corey, I need. I wrote this down to point this out to you. So what I think it is. Tony Schiavone calls yep. Chronic the greatest physical specimens oh, okay. in the history of WCW. And I wrote, uh, Doom? <laughs> right. Doom would like to have a word with you, sir. Yeah, Ron Simmons and Butch Reed would like to speak to you, good sir. <laughs> I was like, no. Nope. <laughs> I mean, they're impressive, but no. So, uh, also, before you break it down, there was another part in this match that yeah. I popped huge for, and I was wondering if any of you caught it. During the match, the perfect event in only the way they could. Um, bumbled up on a double-team spot, and one walked the wrong way. And Tony Schiavone called him... Wrong way, Jones. I did catch I that. Did not, no. <laughs> I did catch that. And I popped so hard. God damn it. I was like, where's Taz? Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, so this is for the WCW Tag Team Championship. Oh, actually, at this point, uh, Taz is sending Hook. If you know what I mean. Send That's hook. Right. Send hook. He's I'm sending trying. Hook, all right. I'm trying. <laughs> Uh, Adams, uh, Brian Adams, military uh, presses Stasek to the outside onto Palumbo. Adams with a full Nelson slam to Palumbo. Palumbo hits Adams with a chair on the outside. Chronic hits high time on Palumbo. Clark poses as uh, as Stasiak runs in and breaks the pin up. Uh, Chronic hits high time on Palumbo again. Stasiak tries to hit them with the Lux Flexor, but they were stopped. Adams picks up Stasiak to hit the powerbomb, and Adams hits a top rope clothesline for the win. 13 minutes and 34 seconds. Adams looked gas for the uh, not Adams uh, Clark for 13 minutes and 20 seconds for and he didn't work half the match. That is way too fucking long for this match. Yeah, uh, I put one and a half stars mm. after the first match. This card has hit a wall. This was awkward. Where's the wall? This was awkward and plotting. So we've all. Kind of in our rewatching hindsight of this of this company, have grown to enjoy Mark Madden, correct? Yes, yes. I believe we would all agree. Yeah. Yes. I am really about done with him screaming about weed, though. You know he's being told to. Oh my god, dude! I am fucking over that gimmick. I think uh, a certain somebody it's time to burn one. I think a certain somebody on Creative Bro has told him to hammer it home like a certain other commentator in the other company would hit home the puppies. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, That's no, a, it's awkward gimmick. It's, it's an awkward gimmick. It, it really is. Second in command to that. It's a weird fall. Yeah. Uh, we go backstage with the cat as he's on the phone and as the music plays again. <laughs> Jarrett comes in asking where Hogan is. Uh, he's getting real bored and he's going to start screwing up screwing up the show. <laughs> <All right>. Cool. <laughs> Uh, the cat calls for someone, and the music plays again. The young dragons comes out and attacks the cat with weapons. God damn it. 
I would have marked the fuck out if uh, Joe Jarrett showed up during the wedding gown match and hit both women with a guitar. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> like this this segment should have been before the wedding gown and just <laughs> laying, some wo- laying some wood. Hello, <laughs> kabong. Let's go to our next match of the night as it's Positive the Canyon versus, versus Booker T. Bro. 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 Listen, bro. Uh, during the match, Booker T takes the brick out of the book. Because he's smart. He hits a top rope. Booker hits a top rope clothesline. Uh, Canyon puts the steel steps on Booker's arm. And Canyon jumps off the apron, hits it with the steel, uh, with some steps. With the, with the, hit the steps with the chair. Apologize. Uh, Booker's against the post and, and on the inside. And Canyon uh, hits Booker with a drop kick into the post. Uh, Canyon with the second rope suplex into the ring. Uh, Booker tries to jump over Canyon in the corner, but Canyon catches him and hits him with an Alabama slam. Uh, Canyon puts Booker in the in a reverse Boston Crab. Booker throws yeah, Canyon. Someone else move. It's given. <laughs> yeah, I know it's Hoobies. Uh, Booker throws Canyon into the corner where the chair was laying. Uh, was there laying in between the uh, turnbuckles? Booker attempts to hit Canyon with the chair, but the ref stops him, so that's good of the baby face to attempt to hit the heel with the chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. More with that. You know. Uh, Canyon grabs uh, the book and he's going to hit... Now, is that the inanimate object or his opponent? The, bu- the, 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 <laughs> uh, the book says... I, no see, I see what you did there. Uh, but uh, he hits the book with the book and only gets a two. I'm so confused. <laughs> Uh, Wait, is Jeff Mack here? Is that the book? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Canyon hits the book with the book. But so the Jeff bo- wrote it in the book? Hence, silence is the voice of a generation. Hence the book kicking out at two because Can- Canyon notices that the book doesn't have the brick. <laughs> that's the rock. Oh, that's the I rock? That was Hoobie. I'm uh, confused. Yeah, who, yeah, where are we at now? <laughs> uh, Booker hits the spinner Rooney and hits the sidekick and an axe kick and then goes uh, and then hits the book end, but. Canyon kicks out. So, like, Jesus. every finisher that Booker does, Canyon kicked out. Hmm, that's concerning for later. But. Uh, Booker goes to the top rope, hits a missile drop kick, but Jeff Jarrett comes out and hits Booker with the guitar. I hated this. Canyon then hits a top rope canyon so cutter pissed. for the win. Ten minutes. I was so pissed at that inning. Yeah. Uh... I liked the match for what it was. Well, I mean, these until two the can fucking work. So my, the only thing I wrote down was the lie. I think Madden said it after Canyon hit a cut. I think he said diamond cutters are a girl's best friend, which is a fantastic <laughs> line. Uh, I gave it three stars. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Match. Finally, a bright spot. These two gave us a good wrestling match, which stuck out like a sore thumb on this show. Uh, I hated the ending though. Why have Jeff Jarrett come out? Yep. It just, it just, it's one of those things that. The DF does in Russo. It's a little too cute. It's telegraphing the ending tonight. Why should he have anything to do with this? Just fuck. And going into this match, I know who's going to get the push. Yeah. But to me, Canyon's been the bright spot. So about the last few weeks, it's been... I mean, not all, because, I mean, Jarrett's had uh, some really good weeks. Uh, Canyon's been... There's been a couple good bright spots, but Canyon has really elevated. Yeah. Since... uh, Becoming the better DDP, because he's the the ripping off DDP is a is a lark is is good comedy and it's a good character and he's always brought it in the ring so yeah. that's not the issue. So yeah, it's uh, they need to do more with him too. 
Uh, sure go, they won't. Yeah. yeah. Sure they won't. We go backstage <laughs> with Mike Awesome as he's talking to one of the fat girls that's going to be singing tonight. Uh, Pamela interrupts him and he's like, uh, he's going to beat Steiner. And uh, tonight, First again. because she's interrupting him while he's doing Interrupting as he's talking to her. And then he gets mad at her more because when uh, the girl runs off. And he's like, look what you did. You made her run off. Just because you're jealous? Just because you're jealous. He's a chubby chaser. I'm glad to find out his new gimmick is starting already. Oh, wait till he gets the nickname. Oh, Let's go to our next match. No, it's Mike Awesome versus Scott Steiner for the U.S. title. I, for one, am amped for this. This finally, this is like what they should have: two big dudes ready to just beat the piss out of each other. Yep. Um, they go to the same tailor. Apparently, they fight. Yeah. The, they Scott? fight. They fight through the crowd. Uh, Steiner throws Awesome into some of the doors on the uh, the real doors outside. Awesome hits Steiner with a real trash can because all the trash comes out. Steiner with a top rope belly to belly suplex for a two. Awesome with his top rope clothesline. Steiner's going for the Steiner recliner, but the cat comes down and tells him that he better not. Uh, Steiner then knocks him, uh, knocks uh, uh, the cat off the apron. So, sorry, I had to remember because my uh, iPad decided to change apron to spoon. So I was like, <laughs> what? That I'm doesn't like, even make sense. <laughs> I guess, right? <laughs> Hit him off the spoon. Autocorrect. Autocorrect spoon. To a completely different fucking Auto word. asphyxiation. <laughs> Don't mind what I do with the spoons. Uh, awesome hits the Alabama <laughs> slam and go, uh, then a big splash, but Steiner well, kicks it slams tonight. a lot. Or a spine here? buster, according to uh, Shivani. Bob Holly. Well, I mean, this is a violent spine buster. Yeah. Bob Holly, most uh, influential wrestler of the 2000s. Right. Uh, uh, the whole business got there, everything from Bob Holly and uh, <laughs> Gorgeous George. I got an idea. <laughs> I got an idea. I got a spine buster. Um, Billy Graham and Bob Holly. Yep. Steiner kicks out at two. Awesome goes for the running power bomb, but Steiner uh, jump runs off uh, him into the corner. Uh, we get a ref bump. Cat comes in and uh, sidekicks uh, Awesome on accident. Steiner with an overhead suplex. Steiner covers Awesome, but he kicks out. Steiner with a belly belly suplex and goes for the Steiner recliner. And Cat's like, "Hey, if you do it, I'm going to strip you of the title." Steiner does it anyway, and the cat takes the belt and strips Steiner and tells to ring the bell. Nine minutes and nine seconds. After the match, Steiner gives chase and knocks the cat down. Steiner runs back into the ring and hits a T-bone suplex on Awesome. So this course, they're just two big motherfuckers beating the shit out of each other. I couldn't help but think, though, watching this feud, this felt like this should have been the wall in this spot. I can see that. I can see that. I think Nothing against Mike Awesome. It just felt like, because they had started building something with the wall. Especially when he was on top of the building from four and a half miles away, the Hogan saw. That's the wall, brother. <laughs> but um, by God, it really felt like this should have been his spot. You know, that's not a bad. That's not a bad idea. With blonde um, hair, get that dye shit out of here. It's terrible. I, I think there's. They probably see more pushability in Mike Awesome. Yeah, Former he's ECW a better. He's a better look. He's a better worker. Yeah, better look. But I think it would have worked with either one of them. Here's what scares me. You know, they always say Scott Steiner's a bully. He's worse than a bully. A bully, when confronted, often backs down. I get the feeling... He gets amped. I get the feeling these two enjoyed working with each other because you can tell Steiner was getting into the fact that Awesome could give back as well as he took. Mm-hmm. And that scares the shit out of me. When when a guy like that like is confronted... When he then, no longer has to work, and instead <laughs> he can just shoot. <laughs> instead of running away, he's like, oh, yeah, let's go, guy. That's mm. freaky. 
Yeah, uh, these yep, two yep. just beat the piss out of each other, and it looked like they thoroughly enjoyed their work. I gave it three stars. Mm-hmm. I dug this match. Let these two pound on each other. Giggity. <laughs> there it is. I put interesting ending as the cat strip Steiner of the U.S. title. I wonder what is next in store. Him banging a bunch of hood rats. <laughs> Some freaks. I got to be the greatest. Ooh. <laughs> uh, we got a commentary. Is they don't know what just happened. <laughs> and fair, then they say that later. they Third still income. and they say that they still don't know if one Ho- Hogan has showed up. Well, your card is halfway through, so yeah, we're on match seven. I hope he's showed up. Well, don't worry, guys. We're gonna leave the arena for a minute as it's a graveyard match. Vampiro versus the Demon. The winner has to get back to the arena. My question to you is: Where is this graveyard? That was also the announcer question. Like we don't know. We have no idea where the fuck they are. My other complaint is they acted like this was live. Yep. yep. But outside in Daytona at that time of the night would yep. still be a blazing sun. Correct. So where is this graveyard? Yep. I know the actual answer, but well, I'm gonna save it. Good. Well we get we, we started off with, it. with Why the, not just admit it was tape last night? And just say like, hey, we they had this fight last night. We have the footage, we we're gonna show it, it to you. We haven't seen it yet. We 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 started off with the demon with little uh, Charles Robinson as Robinson made it out of the arena. <laughs> back to he it. was the best part. He just had a flashlight. It was his Robinson job. with one flashlight <laughs> and like a you know because um, you couldn't see you shit. couldn't see shit. <laughs> uh, you have a flashlight. You have a uh, the demon with a tiki torch. It reminded me was his tiki torch. Yeah. Though. Was he a Nazi? It reminded me that uh, <laughs> when Luger and Snake were fighting in the ocean, yeah, you couldn't see a fucking thing. Yeah, don't worry, the guys. Times. They they upped it up <laughs> by having a flashlight, a single flashlight. How underrated? Charles Ross was rough for that match too. How underrated Jesus. was the total package from like October '99 to March 2000? So great. <laughs> uh, we get a uh, we can't find Vampiro, as then all of a sudden he jumps from a tree <laughs> and falls into a pile of dirt. The demon hits his own version of the bookend, the demon end. Uh, the, once again, the only light we have in this in this match. If I'm the Rock, I'm asking if I could sue the entire company, right, for gimmick infringement. The only Every one of them. The only lighting we have is once again is that one tiny cop flashlight that one Charles Robinson. Has. I want Hoovy under oath on the on the witness stand. <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah. I'd pay uh, money for that. Demon has found pay per view. Demon hits Vampiro with a stick. Like, he just found it in the graveyard. The juice pleads a fifth. Vampiro gets hit into an open grave, and Vampiro uh, then uh, hits the demon with a shovel yeah. or something. It was, I, a, it shovel. was a shovel. Demon uh, falls into the grave, and then Vampiro grabs Asia out of nowhere. It's <laughs> like, here you go. I found her. Uh, but then he drags her somewhere. But we focus on the demon trying to get out of the grave and to find where the whereabouts of Asia and the uh, Vampiro is. Demon gets out, runs. We find Asia rocking back and forth. And then lurking in the river next to Asia is <laughs> Vampiro <laughs> as he jumps out of the water. Like is he a fucking alligator? I'm fucking watching Cape Fear or some shot. And pulls him in, in the water. This is when Tony goes, there could be alligators in there. <laughs> Even worse, there's a Vampiro. Uh, Vampiro then takes out the demon in the water and then grabs Asia. And then they run back to where they were just at. Charles Robinson has to go into the water and grab the demon. And luckily enough... Life. 
not perform the uh, you know CPR. Uh, Demon then finds Oscar uh, Asia. You said Oscar. Uh, I was gonna say Oscar. Yeah. Asia knocked <laughs> out weird. In, next to the coffin. Vampiro then opens the coffin, then spits blood into uh, the face of the demon. Vampiro's like, I want you to join me now. And Demon says, never. And then he breaks, then Vampiro breaks a tombstone over the head of the demon, puts him in the coffin, and then uh, Vampiro then tosses the coffin into the open graveyard. And then Vampiro throws the tiki torch inside and that he brought to the, uh, to the area and tells, uh, Tells the demon to say hi to staying in hell for me. So, go ahead. And then I guess it ended at eight minutes and seven yeah, he seconds. Yeah, walks back to the arena. Well, technically, doesn't end until he shows up. Yeah, which is after a couple segments. Uh, so, I th- was the idea that the coffin was supposed to light on fire because he just, missed it? It started that a small much. little tinder thing next to it. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm hope maybe it was terrible. I, the match is terrible. I will. In terms of character, vamp this. This and the next night prove Vampiro's a better demon taker than Demon Taker was. For sure. Um, but the match was god. I mean, how could you have a good match here? So, because honestly, what happened, they essentially just made Gangrel into Taker. Yeah. And just, he did, he did it really did. well. It's, it's fucking awesome. I gave it one star for the thing. That's here. a high rating. It's high price. <laughs> Russo so badly wants to be booking Undertaker feuds. Lucky for him, Vampiro perfectly fits into this spot. Unluckily for us, this shit sucked. Yeah, is what I put. Yep, yep, yep. I had a good laugh because it's just them running back and forth in the air. I'm like, what is happening? It's like yakety sex. <laughs> How did they never do that, by the way, on Nitro somewhere? How? I don't know, but somebody put all the botched moves in one episode of uh, TNA's weekly pay-per-views to Yakety Sacks on YouTube Fantastic. once. I almost pissed myself. That's like. so fucking great. <laughs> God damn you know, it. The midget jacking off in the garbage can and pulling a gun on Jared. What? <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. You re- we really should do the TNA pay-per-views. Holy fuck. Well, let's go back. Let's go back to the arena. Is the YouTube episode of pay-per-view? Can we, can we count that as one of them? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to go back to the arena, arena with Mean Gene as he's backstage with Shane Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> Saginaw. Saginaw. And he says he's just going to guarantee he's going to win. Uh, sure, whatever. So our next match is Shane Douglas versus Buff Bagwell. The main event anywhere in Corey's world. <laughs> Corey's not, world. Not a, main Corey's event, world. not a main event anywhere in this building. For once. Uh, they fight on the outside. Douglas pull... Uh, um, pulls up their protection around the ring and tries to pile drive Buff, but Buff does a back body drop. Buff with a swinging neck neck breaker. Shane goes and grabs a chair, but Buff kicks it, uh, kicks him in the gut, grabs the grabs it, but Shane punches the chair into Buff's face. Shane is uh, the that's Will. a badass move for a chicken shit heel. Yeah, a little confused. Uh, Shane then hits a running the 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 running the over the. Uh, over the top neck break, uh, neck breaker, then puts uh, him in a neck hold, and then Tori Wilson comes out. Hey, all right, Wilson comes out. Hey, this sla- match get better all of a sudden when she comes out. Th- then she slaps Douglas. Uh, Tori gets on the apron to root for Buff. Tori gets in the ring and kisses Buff, but then low blows Buff, and then Douglas hits the Pittsburgh punch and only gets a two. Buff goes for the uh, blockbuster, but Tori gets on the apron to try and stop him. But Buff just throws her to the, on uh, throws her to the apron. Baby du- face. 
Yeah, babyface, right? Douglas then hit some type of jawbreaker for the win. Seven minutes and 52 seconds after the match, Tori celebrates with Douglas, and they kiss, too. It's an inverted stunner. Yeah. We're just, we're just taking Austin and Rock stuff, huh? That's, that's what we're doing? Well, so I guess so their, Shane Douglas is Steve Austin? I guess in their world, he's he took Disco's finisher and turned it around. Yeah, come on. Disco did first. <laughs> I... So Shane Douglas has more experience, but he is beyond broken down at this point. He's done. And Buff isn't good. So I don't even know how you lay out a match between these two idiots. Because neither one of them can lead either Like in a match. This is fucking terrible. You're not wrong. But hey, how funny is it that Douglas and Foley, same training camp, same rookie year, both equally as broke down this time. Only one could afford to retire and the other one couldn't. But I mean, they're both done. Like he he's... I gave it a, a star and a quarter. First, I thought a quarter star. I'm like, fuck, it wasn't that so bad. You said four stars. I was like, what? No, a star and a quarter. <laughs> Speaking of shit that sucked, <laughs> I guess they uh, gave us the best they were capable of. Uh, I did say Tori over Francine as Shane has found his new head cheerleader. Uh, it's funny you say that. Well, I know. Tony's got a thing. Uh, so Conrad literally asked him that question. Tori or Francine? He was like, oh, Francine all day long. It's not even close. So oh, I was he's like, got such a Tony, thing. you are on crack. <laughs> yeah. Now, he's got a thing for Francine like you wouldn't believe, but no, Tori over Francine. But I'm who thought this was a good idea? Tori Wilson with Shane Douglas? She she traded from Kidman to Shane Douglas. What the hell's going on here? You expect you to believe Shane Douglas can pull that? Nope. Not one, not one bit, sir. Shane Douglas with a hundred dollar bill hanging out of his zipper couldn't pull that. That's a good point. Shout out to basketball. <laughs> guys. Little bitch. Guys, don't worry. If you guys if you call me a little bitch seven to eight more times, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to leave. Yeah, not gonna have a small bitch. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Guys, Hogan's here. Woo! All right. Thank God he's tanned. Oh, I was worried. He's tanned. All right, we know that means, baby. But we go to beds and in intensive care. He, he's here, but we're gonna go to uh portable. We're gonna go to Mean Gene with Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> As Jarrett says, plan A is in effect. Hulk, Hulk has a, uh, a few enemies. Allies will be hard for him to find. Then we go to the history recap of the Jeff Jarrett one-on-one man uh, feud going into <laughs> this pay-per-view leading up to Hogan. It's one-man band, baby. <laughs> yeah. He does have a guitar. There it is. So our next match is for Fuck the, you, Heath. <laughs> our ninth match of the night <laughs> is for the WCW Heavyweight Championship. Jeff Jarrett versus Hollywood Hogan. Egats. It's not the main event. Nope. Nope. We get we get the buffer intro. Oh God. Hogan comes out first. Yep. Jarrett music plays. And plays. And plays. But still playing. And still playing. Still and playing. then Vince Russo comes out. And Hogan gets on the mic and Hogan says that he's the chosen one. So Jarrett. Uh, um. Oh. Uh, Oh, Hogan says that he's chosen Jarrett to powerbomb him for Big Sexy as Jarrett's on the ramp now. He's just waiting there on the ramp. Uh, Jarrett stalls for a bit, gets in the ring, bell rings. Jarrett just lays down. Russo gets on the apron and tells him to pin him. Russo gets the belt and throws it at Hogan and tells him to pin him. Hogan stares. 
get uh, puts his foot on the mic or uh, gets the mic and says, uh, "And this is why the company's in this damn shape." Bullshit of this of this bullshit like this. Hogan puts his foot on Jarrett. One, two, three. Jarrett leaves the ring instantly. One minute and nineteen seconds. So we'll get into more of this in a second. Corey, mm-hmm. at this point, this is the plan, correct? At this, this point, point, this is still a work. At this point, this is a work. Everything that happened at this point is what Hogan knew was going to happen. Okay. Really? Yes. Yes. This point is yeah, this so still a work. I was curious how much you knew of this. And Corey will go into no, more, more details know, after the show. But I know. I thought all this was yeah. a shoot. At so, this point, it's a work. Which is why the first part, it's very well done. Mm-hmm. It's very well done. Next segment. Um, <laughs> so then we go to commentary as they don't know what just happened. They They're don't very know, good here, too. They don't know what to say. They oh, don't. Real quickly. Oh. Um, I gave this a dud. Yeah. Yeah. And said, I'll keep this short as Mike is going to run with this, but we have reached the point where Russo is ripping off his own <laughs> WCW shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, they don't so know. That's good. They don't know what what just happened. They don't know what to say. They don't know how to explain. They're saying this is real life. Mm-hmm. This is something that they didn't know. Uh, that they didn't know what was going to happen. Go through uh, protection. The production meeting. They didn't go through any of this. This is all a surprise. As they put it, this is a big swerve. Swerve, bro. Swerve, bro. Madden's like, Dude. see, Hulk. Uh, uh, Hulk got the win, and that's what is important. To him. It's important to note, Madden is very much shooting. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. This entire yes. time. Yes, oh, he is. yeah. Yes, he is. He oh, is, yeah. He is not holding anything back. Yep. No. <laughs> then we go backstage and we see Vampiro showing up to the arena. He wins! Not even knowing that he's witnessing history now as he walks past Hogan and his family. Hey. Yeah, Hogan is Hogan and his family walks past him. And that point was... A Russo directive that was done on purpose. Mm-hmm. He wanted to show the audience that Hogan was leaving. Yep, that was the entire point of the shot. It was very much done. It's so it's every once in a while he has good. We're things. still working. Okay. Every once in a while he has good ideas. Yep. Uh, Vampiro heads to the ring. Vampiro says that the dark circle has been complete. The dark demon, order? dark circle. <laughs> Sorry, the demon is dead. <laughs> says he got rid of d- the demon and got rid of Sting. We hear Sting chants from the crowd. We cut to the stage and there's I'm multiple. So f- over. Jesus, dude. There's multiple figures <laughs> with sting masks carrying a coffin. Vampiro goes to the coffin and then someone pops out with a sting mask and attacks Vampiro with a baseball bat, much like what uh, movements that Sting would do. Hmm. Interesting. Funny. The lights flicker. Sting's music hits. The person uh, hits him with the moves. All that. Lights go out. The the guy's vanished. Mm-hmm. As Sting, uh, as Vampiro is surrounded by a ton of the sting, uh, stings. What do you call that sting eye? So, do you guys know who's playing this sting? Do you know, Corey? It's a little nugget that Shivani dropped on us I on the podcast. Th- it's the awesome. one on Nitro, I think, is Sting. But this one, I'm mm. not sure about. Who is it? It is Chris Harris. Really? Wildcat? It is. Of the was it American Most Wanted? Yep. Yeah. Wildcat Chris, Chris Harris. Harris. I thought, I'll be honest. 
He that, did a, he did a very good job. Of those movements, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's the real sting in a mask. The like, thing, I think the only person who could honestly do it better is Canyon. But like this week, I, you would you would have toned that was Ken because Canyon's like what six five sting. I six, wasn't three. sure about the pay per view, but I was pretty certain it was Sting on Nitro. That's yeah. that's amazing. It's Chris Harris. Yeah, damn. Wow. Yeah. That's damn convincing. Brain Walker himself. How about that? Brain Walker. <laughs> Brain Walker. God damn it. Brain Walker. I'm still rolling my eyes from when Matt Hardy walked up to him backstage at ECW and said, I hear you're a bit of a wildcat. Did he get slapped? No. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Right. I honestly thought that I honestly thought that was Sting for the, the motion. Like the the Because he's got very Distinctive movements yeah. when he's striking, for sure. Like the arm, like the wide yeah, arm, yeah, the wide arm thing, yeah. like the way the leg goes to it. He's yeah. very distinctive. the uh, like the back fist. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I saw that. I was like, oh, that's Sting. And then if that's hair, good on him for like that's a damn good. Yeah. Uh, we got to mean Gene with Goldberg. Goldberg says uh, Nash is going to suffer and that he's going to rip uh, rip uh, Scott Hall's contract. I'm hungry and I want to eat another contract. <laughs> There's nothing Hall or it's Nash. Fiber paper. <laughs> there's nothing Hall or Nash can do about it. I mean, yeah, probably. Hall's I mean, uh, no one near this. So, this is the main event of the show. Well, no. You know what I mean? Because here comes one Vince Russo. Here we go. This is Mike's special part. Vince Russo is going to tell it like it is. Vince Russo says that he. Hold on, hold on. Uh, did we want? Did you write this down? Did you want every word? Let's let the oh, mic go okay. through it. Okay. And, just, and Joe, every word. Yeah. Can I just tell you right here? This is where it stops being a work and starts being a shoot. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> should we do the back? I'll talk a little bit of backstory. Okay. So at this point, Bischoff and Hogan have left. They're on a plane, thinking that it all worked the way it was supposed to. So they don't know this is about to happen. They're okay. not even watching the show. They're on a plane flying to oh, Tampa. They're going. They're leaving. They have no. Clue. They've left. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I apologize, listeners. It's a bit of a long promo. I apologize. Ask <laughs> put this down. And enjoy it. Yeah. <clears throat> There's only one way for me to do this, and that's for me to tell it like it is. You know, three weeks ago, I left WCW. Dramatic pause. <laughs> Three weeks ago, I left WCW, and quite frankly, I didn't know if I was going to come back. And the reason I didn't know if I was going to come back or not is because from day one that I've been in WCW, I've done nothing, nothing but deal with the bullshit of the politics behind that curtain. The fact of the matter is, I've got a wife, I've got three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. What an iconic line. Oh my god, I remember that line so good. I really don't need this shit. But let me tell you the reason why I did come back. I came back for every one of the guys in that locker room that week in, week out, bust their ass for WCW. I came back for the Booker T's. I came back for every single guy in MIA. I came back for the animals. I came back for Jarrett. I came back for the guys behind that curtain that give a shit about this company. And let me tell you who doesn't give a shit about this company, that goddamn politician Hulk Hogan. And here's where the 
Lawsuit. Because let me tell you people what happened out here in this ring tonight. All day long, I'm playing politics with Hulk Hogan. Because Hulk Hogan tonight wants to play his creative control card. And to Hulk Hogan, that means that tonight, in the middle of this ring, when he knew it was bullshit, he beats Jeff Jarrett. Well, guess what? Hogan got his wish. Hogan got his belt, and he went the hell home. And I promise everybody, or else I'll go in the goddamn grave, you will never see that piece of shit again. But I also... I sat out there on the people, just like you. I know you paid good money to come here tonight, and nobody is going to be ripped off out here tonight. So Hulk Hogan now has left, now has the WCW belt. And Hulk, let's refer to that belt as the Hulk Hogan Memorial Belt, because from here on in, that belt don't mean shit. Because there will be a new WCW belt, And as far as I'm concerned, that belt still belongs to the one guy that busts his ass week in and week out in the middle of this ring, and you people can love him or hate him, but he doesn't screw anybody back there, and that's Jeff Jarrett. Now hold on a minute. Jeff Jarrett is still the official WCW champion, but he will defend that title in in this ring tonight. And he will defend that title against the son of a bitch back there who for 14 years has been busting his ass in WCW and can't get a goddamn break because of the Hulk Hogan's. And I'm talking about Booker T. Booker T and Jeff Jarrett are the two reasons why I'm in this damn stinking business to begin with. So tonight, in this ring for the WCW title, two deserving guys, Jarrett and Booker, will compete for the WCW, and they will tear this goddamn house down. And Hulk Hogan, you big, bald son of a bitch, kiss my ass. Yeah, it's hit the fan at this point. Uh, Once Bischoff and Hogan find out about this interview and listen to it, they are beyond pissed off. Hogan gets his lawyers involved. It's a huge lawsuit that doesn't get figured out until like 2002. It takes forever. And he gets a pretty good payout. They don't know the exact terms. But he gets paid. I think Time Warner settles. I think is what happens. Vince Russo went into business for himself. Mm -hmm. But he did a damn good job because by the end of that promo, the fans were with him. Yeah, yeah. That promo was fantastic. They had... With, I mean, he had managed to turn them completely against Hogan. Yep. Fuck Hogan. Yep. And he had them bought into the main event tonight. And that's that's hard to do, especially with a superstar, the level of Hulk Hogan. Isn't it funny that maybe maybe this promo specifically is what Vince Russo is remembered for most? If I had like one moment, probably right. And it's yeah. crazy that he didn't write it. This is literally just him speaking like from the heart and how good it is. It's great. He's not trying to be cute. Like, I mean, we can officially say this is literally what killed WCW was this promo and the backlash that happened from this is what did it. The funny thing is I have no, and I talked to you about this a week ago or so, I've got no way to corroborate this. I've, there's been nothing that's said of it, but I think 
I think it was a plan from higher ups in AOL Time Warner with Russo. Mm-hmm. They used Russo basically to get Hogan and Bischoff out of there because they wanted. Yep. They, they they wanted to sell it, and they wanted. And here's the deal: unlike any other sell in history, they didn't want to sell it to another person to use. They just wanted to sell it to get it off the books. Yep. They wanted to kill it. So without Hogan, it's a lot less attractive. Yeah. So is that the main kind of reason why Russo just did this? No, he did it because he wanted to use the guys he wanted to use, and he didn't want to use Hogan. He didn't want him to be champ. He had other plans, and he was tired of Hogan's BS. Millionaire's Club thing is the shoot sort of for him. Like He hates the old people. He fucking hates them. And he's not necessarily wrong about it, as we talked about. He's a lot of those guys, man. Like that shit. That time, your time is gone. Like you need to go to the new people. It's, he liked the ones he could do business with, and it's not hard to figure out who the ones he likes are. Yeah, it's Nash and Flair. It's Steiner. It's Steiner. But I wouldn't consider he's been around forever. But I wouldn't consider part of the millionaires. So I, so I, I was thinking about that. Well, I'll just talk about it here for right now, real quick. So Steiner is not millionaires club. He's also not new blood. Yeah, he's in the middle. But he is new blood at this level. Yeah, this is he's never been a top guy like this. So this is brand he's new, a new for blood Scott main Steiner, event, which is new why it's different. Event. So yeah. for millionaires, I'd say it's it's Nash and Flair. Yeah, he has no problem doing business with them because they'll work. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly because. Flair will do business with anyone, and, and Nash, he knows him. He's he, got Na- the history. Nash understands enough of the business where he's like, it makes sense. And they worked in WWF together, so he's got the... So... The, Hogan, Luger... Is this the first time that fans knew about Hogan's creative control? Or is it out by then? Or do people know? Like, they know about it, but they don't care. Anybody who reads The Observer or bothered to go on the internet to wrestling sites like that could have found out. Because I didn't know. Because I, I didn't. I didn't see this live. Obviously, I was yeah. doing other stuff. But. but in terms of average Joe fan, that's first time. There's no way. And the internet in 2000 wasn't what it is now. Right. So a lot less people would have known. Right. You, you, if you were following the Observer, you would have known. I've only seen the uh, laydown. I, I've never. Really, You've never seen the promo. No. What'd you think? <laughs> it was a shoot, brother. Um, I honestly, it was. It was. I. I it's one of those things of he's just speaking facts, and the thing is, it's just like <laughs> he didn't lie either. He, he didn't, didn't lie. Nothing, nothing, he never saw Hogan he, again. Nothing he, he said was a lie. He's that speaking promo. facts, but it's like in, but it's the 2022 mindset that I had of like, eh, that's believable. So, you know so, what I mean? Like it's true. All of it's true. This is what Cody tried to do and fucking yeah. failed miserably. Yeah, that's at. what Cody tried to do. Since, since, entertainment, uh, since this week. Uh, early '99 Nitros, all three of us have been saying Booker's ready for that spot. Yep. Yep. So he's not lying about Booker being nope. ready. He's not lying. You never saw Hogan and again. Jarrett has been literally the guy since October. Jarrett's, he's literally been pushed. Yeah, Jarrett's so. been doing anything he can to help. Uh, so he's, yeah, no, he's dead on. And we have ourselves a brand new main event. This has became a whole new ball game, ladies and gentlemen. So when they go to the announce table, Tony's like, I literally have no... F- like, you could hear him there. He's like, what do you want me to tell them? Yeah. yeah. He's like, they're telling me literally nothing. I don't know what to do. So, uh, Conrad asked him uh, what they were saying to him. And he was like, silence. There was radio fucking silence in my ear. He was like, normally I piss because there's 15 people screaming at me to say something. 
there isn't a goddamn word being said to me, so I didn't know what to fucking tell the audience. So he's like, do you want me to go with this? Do you want me to stick up for, like, what do you want me to do? And he got no response. Yeah. So when they said, like, we're going, he's like, they're not even telling what we're going to. We're going to something. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, because they don't, like, they're like, uh, we don't know what just happened. We don't know. <laughs> Madden is like Madden's, it, it, Madden's fucking Madden's losing it. Like, Madden's like if, if Vince Russo was a woman, I'll marry him. Yeah. Madden is hard as a rock. Yeah. Hudson thinks this is a great idea. So you feel like Madden knew this was coming, right? Uh, Madden I hated. Feel like Madden, I feel like Madden knew. Madden hated Hogan with a fucking passion for the way he treated people and the political shit. Yeah. And Hudson was one of those smarks as well, so he's got to be. He's they're both loving this shit. Yeah, they're, they're both loving it. Tony's pissed off because they don't know what to do with the Notice show. The desk went up on both sides. Yeah. <laughs> Tony's like, hey, I'm supposed to be higher than this. What the yeah. fuck? Should my chair be higher than this desk? <laughs> yeah. So this is, uh, and this is, so what's just funny about this, right? Because Vince Russo is a fucking piece of shit. God, he sucks. Yeah, he's not good. But, but he there's a small part of me, man, that can never hate him because I love this promo he nailed this. so much, dude. I for me this is in my top ten promos of all time. And he was totally right. It's so good. He was totally right with the plan. It should have been the young guys. It should have been I don't know half a schmoz. You know Jared doesn't have to pin Hogan. What's crazy about that, right? Because we don't we never see Hogan. So Hogan's done. Yeah. Horace is done. He's yep. done. So like the Hogan family's out of WCW now. You would think Bischoff and Hogan being so smart about the business would have gone with it. They 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 should have gone with how WWE fucked up the CM Punk Cena thing. Just come back in a few months. Take your fucking time off that you don't like to work anyways. Come which, back at Halloween Havoc. Which the plan was. What, what, what they, was the plan? The original plan was Hogan gets his yeah. belt, leaves. They have this match, Booker's the champ, at Starcade. Or around Halloween Havoc time, Hogan returns, and it's Starcade. It's world title versus world title to unify them. Because Hogan says he's got a claim to it, and Booker says he's got a claim to it. And they're going to unify those belts. Gee, one who's going over, brother. And yeah, one guess who's uh, going to get the the pin there, dude. Hence Russo. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. So that was the original plan. It was still it was going to look like a schmoz, but Hogan was going to get his win, dude. But he decided he'd rather just win today. So what I wanted to ask Corey because you might know this a little better than me, because um, when Jared didn't come out initially, was that Russo telling Jared what the plan was the rest so. of the night? Yeah. And because Jared was on the stage like. He was doing a good job of like trying to be like smart, but he was in his head. He was like, "Motherfuck, dude, I'm in the middle of this fucking horseshit." I actually listened to Jared's podcast yeah. about Bash at the Ooh. Beach 2000, Ooh. Uh, where he's uh, he was he said he was kept in a semi loop the week. He knew the original plan, which was him laying down. So was the original part essentially Plan B if Hogan didn't want to agree to stuff? I guess so, yeah. It was the Montreal screw job, essentially? And, like, And he said that he had talked to Russo, and Russo said he might have a different plan if things don't go. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, But he didn't really have time to concern himself with it. He had to... I think they had him doing some promotional stuff as champion the day before in a different yeah. part of Florida. Yeah. He said he got a lot of drinks with the boys that night, and a lot of the boys were questioning him like, so, we've heard rumors... That there's going to be some sort of fucking screw oh, what over. What a terrible place to be. Jesus, dude. And and Jeff was like, I I don't I don't know for sure what's going on. I wish I could tell you. Because like with Sean, he's at least in on it, so yeah. he can lie. Jared's like, I literally fucking yeah, don't, I know. don't know. He's yeah. like, I'm I don't know yet. I don't know what's going on. I know what you know. I Jesus, guess we'll find out tomorrow. Dude. He got to the building, and he just knows Russo was incredibly uptight, mm-hmm. and he figured, okay, well, you know. 
maybe something's going wrong with the, the card. I don't know. He married, he went about his own business, hanging out with the boys. And then match time finally got with Russo, and Russo told him what he was doing, what he was going to do. And Jeff was like, damn. And But he went out and did what he was supposed to do, and then just went back to the back, and he said, I sat my ass down in front of the TV monitor, and I watched the rest of the show because I wanted to know exactly what the hell I was getting into. And I'm... <sighs> So Jared's from, I mean, he's a wrestling guy. He's second to me. You know business. what I mean? Yeah. I can't imagine he wanted to be around the boys. That's a that's a real tough spot to be in yeah. for him. Because, I'm, I mean, I'm, it's weird, right? Because I'm sure most of the boys didn't like Hogan. Like, he's a dick yeah. and he sucks. No, most of them would have been firmly in Russo's corner. But you also can't publicly support Russo if, you're, if the opponent is Hulk Hogan. Like, you are fucked in the business if you don't take Hogan's side. It's a weird place to be. I will say this, though. Given what you just said, and you're entirely correct, Jeff Jarrett was the perfect person to be in that position. Yeah. Because he, he knew how to handle it. He's smart enough to keep his mouth shut, do what he's supposed to do, and react accordingly. Because so, I, mean, I, mean, I, I guess as a promoter's son, he's had heat anyways. Plus with boys. Yeah, and plus he's built up... Uh, throughout the, his career, he's built up a relationship as a, as a stand-up dude. Mm-hmm. Jarrett, I mean, yeah, he may... you know, As an owner in TNA, he might have done something that... Some guys didn't like maybe, but he's I mean, he's known as a stand-up guy. He's not going to screw anybody over. So, is it funny that now inadvertently the only bill that's mattered for the pay-per-view has now been shat on for this next match? Now this next match is yeah, guys, utterly yeah. unimportant guys, now. You know, you know there's a pay-per-view, right? There's yeah. still another match. Yes. And all of a sudden the one that meant something kind of doesn't mean a doesn't goddamn mean thing. Shit now. A, sorry, we get a recap of uh, Goldberg and Nash's feud. So our next match is for Scott Hall's contract. <laughs> and I will say this. They've been trying to get rid of the old people throughout the year. Yeah. But Hall always felt different because of Nash. Because of Nash. Nash. But after Hogan just got the verbal heave-ho hmm. literally two minutes prior. Yeah, he got the Jazzy Jeff free, but he just tosses sudden, out on the door. All of a sudden, it's like, yeah, I think Hall's, Nash is going to lose. Hall's gone. <laughs> Hall's definitely not here. It's just it's changed the whole dynamic of the match. Like, oh, okay. In five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Five. Yeah. It's fucking nuts, dude. That's crazy. Uh, oh, Kevin Nash versus happened. Goldberg. Uh, wa- Nash walks by Steiner and tells him, "Hey, let's go." And Steiner's like, "Hey, I'm busy." And Nash's like, "Hey, get your get your head in the game." And Steiner's like, "I'm in my own game right now." So hey, yeah, it looked like he was busy. Don't worry about it. Of course, you don't interrupt a dude when he's doing stuff. What are you <laughs> yeah. doing? He's definitely not that dude. He's on the JLB right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they get the buffer intro too. <laughs> no, no, they don't. No, no, that's, no the don't. that's the next one. Uh, they go in the corner for a bit, and they can't use... afford three buffer entries. Oh my god, no! They were probably supposed to. They were supposed to, and they have a new main event All now. All of a sudden, yeah. this becomes unimportant again. <laughs> oh my god! Goldberg and Nash just get fucked. Jesus, yeah. man, this is a sorry. We built the card for you, but here, <laughs> man. So is that so? Goldberg and Nash are essentially, if if you want to use the comparison, they're following Rock Hogan with the Vince Russo promo. Yeah. They're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? Uh. They go in the corner for a bit, and they, they just stay in the corner for a bit. But then we get like the wide shot from the floor. I honestly thought someone was like busted open or something because like they stayed on like they stayed on oh. this weird angle for like the longest time. I'm like, what's going on with the, this shot? This, tra- this show's in a free fall. They have no idea what's going on. Yeah. yeah, no one's talking to anybody. It's like, what's going on? Uh, Goldberg with a takeover toss. Goldberg with a sidekick to the face. The one that retired Bret Hart, which they bring up again. Which they bring up. Goldberg yells, <laughs> "Fuck you!" to the crowd. Uh, Nash with the choke slam. So guys, Real? what do you guys think of Kevin Nash's choke slam? It's terrible. It's like a the hand hand to the throat and then like one hand to the back of the head. He looks awkward. It's a hero. It's a horrible move. 
Yeah, not as not as forte. Dude, snake eyes. That's the Just move. Snake eyes. That's right? the fucking move, dude. I mean, your move set is limited, and your look so much that uh, another guy on another channel completely aped it. Yep. And is over now more. And Goldberg is uh, very limited, so. And he's arguably more over than he's ever been, so stick with what you're doing, buddy. Yeah. This obviously works. <laughs> uh, Scott Steyer comes out, grabs Hall's contract at the desk, and starts rooting for Nash. <laughs> Nash with a sidewalk <laughs> slam. Goldberg goes to the spear, but Nash moves to the way, and Goldberg goes in the post. Nash goes to the jackknife powerbomb, but Scott Steiner comes and hits Nash with it. Nash then gives Scott Steiner the big boot. Nash with the uh, Goldberg with the spear and jackhammer for the win on Kevin Nash. Five minutes and 27 seconds after the match, Steiner and Goldberg high-five. Steiner puts Nash in the Steiner recliner so Goldberg can rip up Scott Hall's contract in front of him. Got that win back. Two stars. Yeah. Uh, going in, easily the hottest thing on the card, but it's not 1998 anymore. <laughs> Steiner turns on Nash, and it's clear why. You don't interfere in Steiner's macking. Mm-hmm. You just let him do his business. Come on now. Plus, with what just happened in the promo before, Nat Naruso is booking. He's resetting everybody to where he wants them to be. Now that he's gotten rid of the old people and it's the new guard and his... It's, un, it's, un, it's his show now, by the way, guys. Bischoff's gone. Yep. So the next few months, is it's all Russo. Yep. It's his vision. It's what he wants. And he's putting everybody where he wants them to be. Yep. I, you wonder what, like, the Stings, Lugers, Flares are thinking. You wonder how many are, A, watching, because most of them probably don't watch pay-per-views they're not booked on. But you wonder what they, what they when they learn about it happened, what they're thinking. I'd be curious to know that. Well, knowing how cynical the boys in the business are, I'm guessing the majority of them all went, it's a work. If anything is a work to them, like, it's a work. I mean, fucking Russo himself thinks Montreal's still a work. See, they're working. That's the, that's the number one thing you'll get from any guy in the business. It's a work. We go backstage with Mean Gene with Booker T. As Booker <laughs> T is surprised that uh, he's even in this position. Yeah, he found out about four minutes ago he's doing this promo. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to do whatever he can can do to win the title tonight. Because Booker is good on the mic, and he had no idea what to say. He was fucking lost. Uh, he's probably thinking, what am I going to say that's not going to give me a lawsuit? Yeah. Oh, he's black. He's fine. Say whatever you want, Book. Oh, Kogan, oh, we're coming for you. I'm replacing you. <laughs> hey. So our next match is once again for the WCW. I love how it all comes around. For the WCW Heavyweight Championship, Jeff Jarrett versus Booker T. Buffer yep. intro. There's a dent on the top of the belt. That's how you know it's the real WCW title. It's got one of the plates mm-hmm. is missing a couple of things. It's kind of loose on the back, mm-hmm. and there's a dent at the top of the real WCW title. That's the one that debuted in 1986 with Ric Flair. Yep. Throughout the years, it had gotten a little dinged with uh, action stuff. And uh, and that's what I noticed. I'm like, ooh, earlier on in the night, I was like, that is a replica belt. It's got too thick of a black mm-hmm. uh, leather base, mm-hmm. and it's too shiny. Yep. That is the replica. And when this came down, it was kind of grimy. They hadn't used this one in a while. This is the one that NWO had spray painted and shit. Um, but this is the legitimate actual WWE title. This is big gold. Yep. Because like the so the replica, it's not I mean it's a real belt. It's not a replica, but like yes, it's I mean, a reimagined belt. Yeah, it's um. So what? Which way is it? So it's is it the old belt or the new belt? It's all it's completely gold. The new one, the new because the old one is not completely gold. No, right? it's no. got silver yeah. around where it's that's right. world heavyweight that's champion. Right. 
that was always silver. It's like it's like it what, so good. It's, it's like what w, It's like what WWE does when they do house shows. You have big gold. It's on the very top. I had to take it out. Um, it's the greatest. But my, to me, but, it's the greatest. Belt but my big so gold is the um, like WWE version. Yeah. I'm, I'm down the line. I'm looking into getting a. I lucked out. A big gold. My replica is the WWE version. However, it's the first WWE version, so where it doesn't have the scratch logo on it, it still just says World Heavyweight Champion. Mm. I want, so, so but it's the WWE. Version. The one I want, and it's been growing on me because uh, uh, we, I, me and my old partner used to talk about it. Hello. Is I love it. Is the old when WCW when the belt later on when like Rock has it and the strap is like thick as hell yeah and it's like okay that's because the one I have it's thick and then it gets smaller around when the belt the snaps you have the Triple H I have the Triple H one, you have yeah. the Triple H damn yeah um so yes yeah, so we have the uh, new title uh up old, for grabs old, old is new, what's old is new again what's yeah, old, what's old, is, old new? is new again. yep. Uh, Jarrett uses a chair on the outside. They throw Booker. Oh, he throws Booker over the uh, announce table. Uh, Jarrett power drives Booker on the announce table, and it doesn't break. Jesus fuck, dude. Jarrett gets uh, <laughs> Jarrett gets uh, a drink of water and then throws it. But then you can see the cameraman block the camera so before it not getting wet. It's an experienced cameraman there. Yep. Uh, Jarrett puts in his patent uh, headlock. Uh, Jarrett. Everybody thinks it's a it's a smart move. Slow it down. Sometimes, if you're an established veteran like Jeff, you won't only do it to slow down the crowd. You'll do it to it. slow down your opponent who's getting a little too ramped up. Yeah, and I think and Booker was there. Booker, it's his obviously first, you know, the yeah. finish. So yeah, he's a little little pumped. So you know the game. The the, the vet will be like, oh, okay, let's, okay, let's we're we're good. Slow. We it down got time. We're fine. We got this. Hogan's not here anymore. We're yeah. good, dog. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Jarrett puts Booker in the figure four. Booker is able to get to the ropes. I love Jarrett's figure four, by the Jarrett way. Jarrett begins to attack the left leg of Booker's. Uh, Booker T hits the axe kick. He goes for the scissor kick, but gets caught up on the ropes. Jarrett throws Booker into the ref. Ref bump. Jarrett tries to hit Booker with the belt, but Booker hits uh, the belt out of Jarrett's hand. And Booker uses the belt on Jeff, but only gets a two. Good false finish. The crowd fucking thought it was that. The crowd was into this oh, match. So into it. Um, Jarrett gets a chair, uh, puts the chair in the corner, tries to throw Booker into it, but uh, Booker reverses it and throws Jarrett into it. Jarrett then all of a sudden hits the stroke on the ref. Um, <laughs> sure. Jarrett yeah. goes and gets the guitar and goes yeah, to the top. To go Russo. <laughs> goes to the top rope. However, Jarrett go, jumps off the top uh turnbuckle with the guitar but booker catches it and hits uh jarrett with the bookend another ref runs instantly into the ring one two three your new new wcw heavyweight champion booker t 13 minutes and 41 seconds crowd is alive fucking lost it when he won the match so and madden i love he said it a couple times here for once the new wcw is actually a new wcw Mm -hmm. Uh, I would not blame anybody at the end of the show watching that crowd, yep. watching Booker hold the belt up, feeling the electricity, thinking, okay, they're down, but they can build on this. They've turned a corner. There's a chance, as small as it might be, yep. there's a chance. Um, so I wouldn't blame anybody for having that feeling. Right. All the things were there. 
Yep. The crowd believed it. It was live as hell. You had a chant that you feel was fresh and new and you could do something with. Booker T felt marketable. Mm-hmm. He felt fresh. It's a demo they don't hit. He, it's a demo they don't hit. You were like, okay, you know, Jarrett's going to get his rematches, but then you got Steiner and Awesome and... Na- I mean, Nash and is Nash still there. And, and Sting and Flair. St- uh, they'll come back. You got Lance Storm. There's people he can wrestle. Nope. There's a future you can build here. Yep. Uh, so right as the paper was going off there, did you guys catch Madden? What did he say? Nothing, which is oh, funny. No, no, no. Hey, uh, Tony, can I quote you from Bash of the Beach? He goes, I'll quote Tony goes, no. And he <laughs> oh. just shuts him up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. That's so. Because Tony was fucking done. Yeah. He was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Shut the fuck up, Madden. We're done. Can I quote you from Can I Batman? quote you? Hogan, you can go to hell. And Tony to was like, hell. no. No. We're, we're, <laughs> that was we're, so funny, we're, dude. We're already getting a lawsuit. We don't need another one. Oh, my God. It was funny. Oh, here, here's what I have to say about this. Uh, for the record, before I say this, let me What'd you tell get? you. I went three stars in this match. It was good. I am happy for the Booker T era. I feel it's fresh, right? Here we go. A new main event for a new WCW. The optimist in me says it's a refreshing for a deserving wrestler to get the chance to move up and prove himself. Mm-hmm. The pessimist in me says he's damn lucky there was a multi-person, multi-million dollar discrimination lawsuit against the company. Either way, they had a good match and the crowd popped for the new champion. Now, I know that sounds a little bullish on me, but I, you, have to, you have to talk about the elephant in the room. Was that your final verdict, or was that just the match? Uh, the final bum, verdict, bum, bum. and here's what's depressing. <laughs> the last newsworthy event in WCW pay-per-view history. Yep. Not the greatest show, but for history's sake, you have to watch this. Yeah. So, we go back to the midweek when we did the market no-so. Yeah. We started doing something of your five-star review for the main event. Mm-hmm. And at the time, we believe it was Nash going to be Goldberg. Nash and Goldberg. What'd you give it? Two. Uh, Corey and uh, you gave it two and a half pre going into it. Yeah. Uh, we Mr. Booble, you gave it two and a quarter. Close. You were closer. I I knew two and a half was absolutely the, the height. I think, honestly, after what happened, they were like, well, it I probably matter. deflated them at that yeah. You know what I mean? Nobody cares about our match much anymore. They're looking forward to a new champ. Yeah. Because, I mean, everybody knew Booker was winning. That you don't do that whole thing to have the heel keep the belt. But do you, but you, do or, they do? Or, I don't know. I kind of went do, on Jarrett. I don't know. Do you you do the Booker running on Jarrett Jar- running on Booker earlier than night? I hated that because because they away. It gave away everything. But the main event wasn't going to happen one way or another, was it? Yeah. Well, the, the, some the, people knew about it. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean outside the company. But the but what I'm Meltzer say- had talked for two weeks about how Booker T was going to end up champion after that night. But he didn't know how. The, but he had found out. But the know? thing is, it's just like you have Jarrett running on Booker in the Canyon match, but Booker T wasn't going to be leaving to the night champion unless Russo. If Russo doesn't do the promo and we stayed a course. No, he was always going to win the belt. See, remember, the plan 
was for Hogan to leave with his disputed title well, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Jarrett and Booker were going to fight. Yeah, the, oh, and Booker was going to win the belt. That match was going to happen no matter yes, what tonight. It's the, the promo. promo is oh, this is okay. the shit. So the, the promo changed so, everything. So the match was going to happen no matter what. It's just the promo. Yeah. The rinse. Russo the promo shoots. eliminated the angle after the match. Those <laughs> who knew, including Meltzer, knew Booker T was leaving. Okay, Bash the beach with the okay. Belt. Now I'm. And now, they had known it for weeks beforehand. Now, now it's clicking because yeah. of the. Because it's like, oh. It's all the promo. Okay. Yeah. The, the promo where he went into business for him. Because it was defamation. Hogan yeah. got him for defamation okay. of character. Okay. And uh, violation of contract. It was, mostly, contract it, was yeah. the, it was the defamation that Hogan. Mm-hmm. He, and wouldn't you know, calling him a piece of shit. He didn't like it. But it was that bald yeah. part where he got him. And Hogan was it's, it's a it's an attack on a physical appearance. Yep. Yeah. That, has, that he has no control over. Yeah. And that's what got him. So he's a good lawyer. Let's go to some stats, shall we? The attendance for this show. It not good, Bob. Full. It looked full. I'm gonna guess fifty four hundred. That's not I don't think it's a terribly big arena though. Um the arena here we go. Uh I guess I was banking on like ten grand for for capacity. That's what my guess is. Theater seating arena is nine thousand three hundred twelve and basketball is eight thousand. That's bigger than I thought it was. So 5,400, too high. Then somebody go 4,700. I'm going to say paid or in the building? In the building. I, I got all this stuff. Right. I'll say 6,000 in the building. Paid's a different story. Attendance was 6,572. Paid, we go, I would say we go, half of that. We go to Bash of the Beach, and statistics are... Uh, total attendance was that. They don't, they don't. This is the one pay-per-view that they don't have paid for. Damn. That's not a good sign. They, I would they, say it's half. So I'll tell you this. In the in the website I have right now, the paid, they don't have for this, Fall Brawl, and Halloween Havoc. But everything Those else is paid. But everything else is paid. <laughs> so um, yeah. so pay-per-view <laughs> buys for Bash was 75000 <laughs> Live Gate was 127000 those are terrible numbers. But the and it's here's here's like so we have six thousand five hundred seventy two. A year ago, ninety nine bash the beach. We're in Fort the Lauderdale. The worst pay per in the history of pay per view. We're in Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. Thirteen thousand six hundred twenty four. Yeah, what's memorable about that show, Corey? Anything fucking at all? Uh, sucking my will to live right out of my. There body. it is. Uh, the hardcore well, garbage. It was the junkyard match, right? Yeah, the junkyard, junkyard invitational. Match. That's the debut of Norman Smiley's or hardcore Or the share. fact that the world title was in a uh, tag team match. Fuck. <laughs> or Buff Bagwell boxing Roddy Piper. Which one do you want? It's <laughs> where the Mr. T was a better boxer than Buff Bagwell. Oh, no, no. There was no junkyard match. Yeah, 99, there was two. No, it's not. Dude, yes, there was. I'm, I'm, I'm on the page right here. Yeah, go ahead. Read me the card. Uh, dark match was C.G. Afi, Tony Marinera, and Jeremy Lopez defeating cool. Jamie Howard and Jet Jaguar. What the Jamie fuck Howard are those words? Jamie Noble. Jamie Noble. First match. Jamie's first match of the night is Ernest Miller with Sonny Ono defeating Disco Inferno. Yeah, because the original gimmick was that the loser couldn't dance anymore, and then they realized that was their entire gimmick. Yeah, and got rid of it. Rick Steiner defeating Van, Van Hammer, and then the third Flair match, versus Flair, defeating Malenko, Malenko, and then the fourth match. No Limit Soldiers versus the West Tex Rednecks, and now the fifth match, sir. Damn. Fit Finley, there it is. Win the hardcore it, invitational. It, it's, it's only where he's lost his leg. <laughs> it's only it's only because it says Fit Finley uh, won by escaping junkyard. There's no other people, so I don't yeah. know. Like couldn't like 
Normally in matches like on Wiki, it would have like all 40 guys in the match. Trust me, that pay-per-view is burned into my brain. Yeah. Junkyard, yep. That, that, that card sounds abysmal. It's, it is. Because it was David Flair and Dean Malenko. It's atrocious. And the main event was Randy and uh, Sid versus Nash and Stink for the title in a tag match, playa. Yep. And that got 30. And see, the reason that got 13,000 is the reason this one got 6,000. But this that guy, show was like, that show had to, and I'm not exaggerating, that show had to kill a whole lot of people from ever watching WCW again. And this is the last Bash of the Beach. Yeah, this, this is it. the last WCW Bash of the Beach. Yeah, which. That's too bad. Uh, so. It is, but what a fucking way to go out. Whew. Holy <laughs> shit. Not like the uh, final slamboree. You know what I like? <laughs> You know what I like? I like when things uh, come around full circle. Bash of the Beach 94 was Hogan's first appearance yep. in the ring. I can, I can give you that paper. And you buy, right? Bash of the Beach 2000, his last, last appearance. Bash of the Beach 94. Oh, did it? I'm sure a great number. It was a, yeah, it was a six-match card. Sting uh, was supposed to take on Lord Steven Bash of the Beach uh, pay-per-view was a... Let me verify. Hang on. It got a huge buy rate. Is that... It no, got, their cage uh, match was Halloween Havoc, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Bash the Beach 94 buy rate was a 1.4. But Which for WCW was I mean, insane. that's a monster for anybody. It's insane. Starcade, yeah. Um, PWO. Pro Wrestling. Pro, uh, buys. It's PWO buys was 200,000. Four. Hmm. Um so yes, uh, Jesus man. So the 1994 Bash of the Beach was 1.2. Well, I mean, because they gave us the match that WWF didn't for some fucking reason. So let's go to the buy rates. <laughs> so let's go to the buy rates and Just find out. Man's a marketing genius, though. So King of the Ring is the uh, WWF's last one, a 1.19. Yep, mm, didn't deserve that. Last year's Bash of the Beach that we just discussed with the Junkyard, 0.40. So the Bloom's already off the rose pay per view wise. Buy rate for this year? I'm gonna guess a point one seven. Point two one. Point two two. Oh, oh, so close. It's actually higher than I thought it'd be. Jesus. Uh, Goldberg and Ash meant something, and uh, but at the same time, didn't mean something because it's every seven. You heard who wasn't on the last bash was Hogan. Hogan makes Hogan a difference in the paper, unfortunately. Brother, dude, can you imagine? Because there's not a lot of the moments, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot in this fucking era watching, but moments that changed, like the direction of companies and changed wrestling. Imagine being one of those people who watched this live. And we're like, what in the fuck did I just watch? And you were a Hogan mark. You know, and this did damage. So, hold on. So imagine being a Hogan mark, but not being a smart fan. What are you thinking? You're like, what? What am I watching? What's going on? Uh, they just trashed my favorite. I'm not watching this anymore. Uh, Corey? Yeah. Is there anything you would fix? <laughs> I mean, you could do little things to this card to fix yeah. it. Like, the eight instead man. of the cruiser weight, at least have a six man if yeah. Conan can't work. Uh, I get why they did it because you want to appeal to all kinds, but I wouldn't have had the evening gown match. Uh, I would have found something better to do with the tag titles. Uh, honestly, if you wanted, if you wanted to have the evening gown spot, you should have had a wedding between David Flair and Hancock and Daphne interrupted. They just yeah. get in the pull apart. There's cake everywhere, anyways. And I would have figured out. You know what I'd have done? I'd have made a three way tag title match or four way. I'd have made a four way title match. Mm-hmm. Perfect event. Chronic. Sean O'Pullum, Sean O'Hare and and Mark Jindrak. Yep. And 
Billy Kidman and Lance Storm. Yep. Since he just debuted, he's nowhere on the show. That would have been, at least improved the work rate in that yeah, fucking match. For sure. And honestly, and honestly, if you wanted to have a hardcore match and you're not going to use Funk for some reason, bring in the wall. Yeah, I'd have used either Funk, and if he's hurt, the wall. Yeah. No need for Ralph's ass on TV. So the thing, and so it's it's a weird thing to say about WCW cards because it's one of the strong points of Russo is he gives everybody a storyline that's on the show. So there's not much that would have made sense not to be on the show because they all had storylines that yeah. were all built over the leaks. Yeah, it's know. not like WWF where you can just here's a random match nobody gives a fuck about. And those changes I mentioned, I mean, they wouldn't have made a huge difference in the card, but they would have made the card a little more palatable on the bottom end. Yeah. Because like you said in the, in, uh, during the show, we hit a wall like, after four oh, matches. After that, no, after that first match, those next three were abysmal. Yeah. And it was god-awful. And then it took, it took uh, Booker Canyon. T and Canyon to come out and save the damn thing. So, yeah. Um, I will just say this now. This is the last WCW pay-per-view. That goes to a point two in any any fashion. That checks out. I'm not surprised. Like any I mean, fashion, they lost, and this is a tough one. They they needed to lose all of the big name talent. Yeah, they had to start over. It's like an aging baseball team. It's, yeah. it's like it's like what here here's the thing. Here's the sad thing, and this didn't even happen this this time around. This is what NXT is doing right now. Yeah. They're getting right now. They're getting rid of everybody that they can, so they can do their own 2.0 <laughs> version. They, they need to build up young people that can make you money in the future. You can't do that when Hogan and those guys are clogging the main events. Well, I agree with Joe's assessment. They unfortunately NXT now. They just got rid of the new blood for newer blood. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't get rid of any millionaires. They got rid of new blood. Yeah, they got rid of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, fi- they fired Lance Storm to bring in Kaz Hayashi. Like, yeah. uh, your time is all coming. right. Yeah, <laughs> it's the newer blood. We have the newer blood for NXT. Two. Uh, Thanks, Kevin. We have Jamie Noble. You're like, <laughs> oh, okay, okay, I guess. Yep. <laughs> they have to be able to find some new people to draw. Yep. The th- the problem is looking at the roster. <laughs> I actually see. Pockets where people might have been able to be elevated and be eventually become those guys. Too little, too late is the problem. Well, the problem is while it's a feel good story for Booker T, he's too late. Well, he's too late, but this is why you beat Hulk Hogan's. That's yeah. where you get the push. Mm-hmm. This is where doing the job comes back. It would have meant a hell of a lot more beating Hogan than Jared. It's just that one of them wasn't going to lose. Mm-hmm. Jared. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. twice. The job. Career card, twice bro. Career control, uh, dude. Yeah. Slap nuts. If those guys won't do the honors, and they have it in their contract where they don't have to. What do you do? You're fucked. I mean, you you signed the contract. It's your yep. own fault. So now you're. But I mean, they have Goldberg, who's still marketable. Mm-hmm. As a face. You have Scott Steiner. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Who l- looks like money all over, and and then you have. Booker T, who could most certainly be a player in the future. Lance Storm, if booked right, could be a main event level worker. Lance Storm, which we'll get more into as we go on the, through the, yep, on the is, Monday and the midweek. Is Jericho 2.0. They have a shot again. Yeah. yeah. They could do something. So there's I'm Canyon. Canyon is so good in the ring, he can he can be funny and cut promos. You have something there. These guys can be something. You just need to build them up. You can't make people care from day one. Yeah, it should have been early 99 where the Bookers and Canyons and Benoit's were built up. Then you'd have a pretty solid main event scene right now. Like, if you had done what Russo just did after the Pinger Poke of Doom, from there, built from that. You've got a different look altogether. Because yeah. you've got 
Goldberg and Steiner yep. and Booker and Benoit and Malenko and Saturn. Eddie. Yeah. Ray, you'd still be stuck with. I think Ray, just thought-wise, too small to be a main event dude, no matter what. But I mean, but I you mean, can utilize him. It's already secret. He wasn't a main event dude until the anything. Yeah. Mm, but you can a little bit of revisionist history on Ray's career there. But. but but you can utilize him. Yeah. He's certainly marketable. He's certainly Don't take way the better than what off. he's doing right now. Don't take the mask off. Sell the mask at the fucking concession stands. Why? And make a boatload of money. He would have been second to NWO shirts. Yeah. That's fucking masks, dude. Are you I kidding mean, me? So there's pl- there was plenty of A bunch of, of morons. There was so much talent to build upon. And they blew oh, it up. What a show. This is why, I, this is what I was looking forward to the absolute most. This is, except for two other moments, this is the moment that sticks out for me in the Monday Night Wars. There's two others ahead of it. But for this, this is this is mine. I had I had the one... Uh, I had the reason why what I was looking forward to, but it's not. But it's not the one. It's not the one you guys think I want. January? Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Snap into well, a leg. Well, let's go Brother. before we go to awards. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about next month. We're, we're for the first time in the Monday Night War stories. We're not heading to Hillbilly Fuckfest in nope. uh, in the in the Black Hills. In the, in the Black Hills of Sound Coyote of COVID Central. Well, well, we're going to Vancouver, British Columbia. Well, we should. Well, I, I want to see my RV campers driving by. Yeah, there won't be any RV campers in the well, arena. I'm out. How about this for a kick in the ass? They finally get a second pay-per-view in Canada. They did one in Toronto last mm-hmm. year, but no Bret Hart because of the injury. Like, they're finally making inroads in Canada, well, and they can't on, use the number one star. Wasn't he on Raw uh, Nitro mm-hmm. a couple months ago for no reason? Yeah, who knows what Bruce flew into fucking yeah. boss or whatever the fuck they were. Well, I'm sure he'll be a new, new Blood Rising, by the way, is the name of the show. We have a new that. But guys, more importantly, unless it's in your awards, no more Hollywood Hulk Hogan. No, for the fifth time this show, Joe, I've mentioned Hogan has gone completely. Um, it's just that crazy thing. It's. Uh, he's he's outstayed he, as welcome. I'm fine with it. He has, but at the same time, it's he's the reason this podcast exists. Without Hogan going to WCW, they're not going to get prime time on a Monday night to go head to head against Raw. So if you're going to talk hold, about hold him, on, who are you to doubt El Dandy? Yeah, my bad. Who are you to doubt El Dandy? My bad. You son of a bitch. Got like, him. Without I finally Hogan, got him. Without Hogan, there is no Nitro. That's for certain. Yeah. Well, I don't know. If Hogan doesn't go, Turner see- is such a dumbass competitive dude with Vince. I don't know. He might have. Uh, but without Hogan. It wouldn't have been good. <coughs> without Hogan and Savage, he wouldn't have had the guts to go head to head. Because uh, why didn't he do it eight years earlier? Health two years earlier with that crew. You know what I mean? He'd have gotten whipped. Because there wasn't anybody to reach the national level, in their opinion, including Sting, unfortunately. Well, because even like when so when Raw started in 93 was a big deal, but by 95, like, Raw is fucking terrible. I was mm-hmm. watching that shit. It sucks. It sucks. However, actually, the highest ratings, it, it was it was getting the highest ratings it ever gotten in the summer of 95. It was nine channels. It was like two point. Mm-hmm. They were getting 2.3, 2.4, but that was huge at the time for cable. Can we get that now? In fact, I, I don't want to <laughs> rub it in. <coughs> I don't want to rub it in, but the highest yeah, rated match in Monday Night Raw history up until that point was Jeff Jarrett 
<laughs> against the Undertaker, King of the Ring qualifying match. Ain't he great? Till those Stooges had to come and fuck it all up for everybody. Yep. Ain't he saying. great? I'm just saying. Well, let's go to our favorite part of the show. I'm excited about this. It's the award show. Let's start it off with best match. Mine was Loco versus Hoobie. I thought it was a good throwback to 1997 pay-per-views. I'm going to go with uh, the electricity in the crowd for the main event. I'm going to go Jared. I figured you would. It's the crowd was alive. I, I'm i going with that as well. But originally, before what what happened, it was positively Canyon and Booker. Yeah, that was another one. That was my number one until... Booker had a good night. The, yeah. Uh, Jabroni match of the week. There's a bunch. I went Vito versus Norman Ralphus. Yeah, that agreed. It's just... I'll agree with you. Mine was the wedding gown match, but that's a bit of a... It's one of those things of that's one of those Chikara yeah. specials. Yeah. So yeah, I'll go with I'll it's go one with of those hardcore. gravy bowl things for me. I'm just yeah, yeah. it's not yeah. a thing. Who is you your agree? Was it yeah, the hardcore yeah. match? Yeah, it was the hardcore match. Because um, I like what it's, you said, Booble. Like we don't do the and think about that. How bad that match was because Buff and Shane Douglas had a match together and we didn't pick that. And the perfect event were on paper. So <laughs> just like what Booble saying about the. Gravy Bowl, mud wrestling. Yes. So if it's a yeah, shit show, no. There was food smeared on women in half clothing, so I disqualified. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who was your MVP? Booker T, dog. For me, it's Booker. I got to go Booker. He had a great night. He had, two, by my reckoning, two he really had two three-star matches. He wrestled two matches. He wrestled two great opponents. 20 minutes total. They both delivered. He won the world title. It was yep. a feel-good moment. He was the face of what they were trying to rebrand as an actual new He's the face company. of WCW now, honestly. Yeah. Um, well, uh, we'll see about that. There's, there's still a, a really large Jewish guy there that <laughs> they may but, yeah. lean on. But Booker, you know, Woody? Book, book, yes. Yeah, Woody. Uh, Booker is also my uh, MVP. Yeah, it's got to go Booker. Who's your motive? I'll go. Okay. It's the perfect event. And more importantly, I, I feel like we're sliding Chuck Palumbo without due need. <laughs> it's Sean Stasiak. <laughs> that motherfucker is so bad. Uh, that, yeah, it yeah. seems like the part of his dad that had the wrestling talent and and aura of a wrestler skips a generation dribbled down his mom's leg. Or she swallowed the best part of it. That's what I felt. Like Sean Stasiak is just the drizzling shit. He's your Evan Courageous. Easily, Ooh. they're like equal ground to me. Motive? Can I go last? Because it goes right to my WTF. Okay. Um. Who's my motive? You know what? Hulk Hogan. I mean, you're not wrong. He did have. He did. He did. Uh, Brother demand on using his creative control, dude. So I will piggyback on Joe's and go right into my WTF at the same time. So mine is a trifecta. It's Hogan, Russo, and Bischoff. Yep. And uh, my because my WTF is how did you not learn from Starcade from in in ninety in ninety seven. Or Halloween Havoc 99 the year before when Russo did the same thing and Hogan walked out. But not even that. So, like, in 97, when you fucking idiots couldn't get together and just figure out a way to come up with a finish that benefited your company. Instead of doing that, you fucking did everything you could to fuck it up. You're telling me the three of you couldn't get in a fucking room and figure this out? No. The three of you who run this fucking company? I will say this. 
the only difference between the two things is this time it was, I mean, both times it was squarely Hogan's ego. Yeah. But this time he had nothing really to gain from it. Starcade was he wanted to stop Sting's ascension because he still wanted to be the number one dog. Which doesn't make sense because fine, but then you get the win back and you built, you beat the guy. You get your win back anyways. You know how the ego is, though. The here... He's such a fucking idiot. He wasn't worried about Jarrett taking his spot, so why are you playing such hardball here? You just that paranoid now that you're getting old? That could have been it. God, man. There's no other reason. See, that's mine. Like, what the fuck, you idiots? What? I felt a sense of excitement watching this pay-per-view. But also a sense of sadness as a longtime WCW fan because it it both felt like a fresh beginning and the beginning of the end at the same time, especially in 2020, you know, 2020 vision hindsight. It, it's, it's that clock now is on the yeah, screen for us now, right? It's now just, that Hogan has left, it's the unofficial clock for me. Yeah. It's just it's winding down and it's sad because. I love this company so much. Like, it gave me. I've never, it wasn't perfect. I've never asked you this. Did you ever go to a WCW show? Just Spring Stampede. Just the one. That's the only one that came around this time. Uh, they had one in Seattle in February or January of '98, but I was still in high school and not like I can. It's so weird that I like. I mean, I have been to fuck fifteen WCW shows in my life. So like, I, I saw so many. That's what sucks about growing up in what was WWF land. Yeah. By the time they ran here. Um, I I mean, I enjoyed WWF growing up. I'm not saying I wasn't a fan. Of course I was. Hulk Hogan's first thing yeah, I ever saw. You know. <laughs> but WCW was always the one I preferred because it was just, in the beginning, it was more real. And then just with all the crazy stuff happening in the Attitude Era, it was still the one I related to. But I'm not going to pretend, since we've been watching this shit from late 98 on, that it wasn't bad most of the time. <laughs> But it's still my like emotional like I'll go I'll I'll rewatch anything from WCW much more than I will WWF, especially from ninety six to ninety to two thousand. Like I'll I'll hardly ever watch anything Attitude Era Rewind pay per views maybe maybe, but I'm not in the mood to watch most Raws from ninety eight. Yeah. Even though they were good, it's just it's not. Which me. You'll put on a random Nitro. But I'll put on a random Nitro, Thunder, Saturday Night. I don't care. It's nostalgia for me. It's uh, That's the stuff I'll put on when I'm doing stuff, cleaning or whatever, and I just need something in the background. That's the shit I put on. It's automatic. So, yeah, it kind of sucks that this is the end of the era. We're counting down now. Yep. And I know it's, it's a spiritual successor started in June of 2002, but uh, good God. <laughs> <laughs> Jobin, what the fuck? Uh, my WTF is the idea of um, it's it's like the Russo shoot promo, but it's the more the WTF of Hogan and Bischoff thinking, "Well, oh, we can leave now." Like them leaving the arena. Like, what if they didn't? Would have screwed up his plans. That's a question. That's a fucking interesting. That's a what if what topic for podcast. What if they didn't leave? What if they didn't leave? Um, they would have because that's what they did. But what if they didn't? But like the one time, like you know, what? let's stay. Let's like see if this. Because, like, if you like, like, how do you trust Russo that much? Like, how is Bushoff like, mm, this little snake fuck? I don't trust him. Oh, I don't think they did. I, and I think, especially Hogan is. Do you think they didn't have. Do you think they were like, he doesn't have the balls to double cross us? I think one of them, Hogan, 
thought he didn't have the balls to double cross him. And the other one was like, well, but if he does, we're going to make a lot of money. Because he's very So win-win. Yeah. I think, so but overall, like, overall sure. the WTF is Russo and Bischoff trusting. That's a fair one. Russo. That's fair. It's definitely interesting. Because it's like, because like you said, Corey, they leave every pay-per-view. If they're not the first, oh, yeah, if they're Hogan. not the last match, they leave whenever they can. It's like I said to Joe last night. I mean, they literally put Hammerstone in the Hogan spot on that yep. show, like third, so that they can announce his main, his match next month because that's what's going to get people back in there. They used to do that to Hogan at MSG all the time. He'd defend the title third or fourth so that by intermission they could announce his big match. You go buy the tickets and the fucking Rockers would end the show. Which is why, which is in a large part why Shawn Michaels became the prick he became. Yeah. Because later on it was like, look, I got tired of being the one who had to fucking do all the hard work to please the crowd. While Hogan bounced out and was back asleep in his hotel room by the time I went on. Yep. But, like, fuck that shit. But yeah, it's just the idea of them leaving and I'll just like, it. it's just like that. Like I said, what we I'll said, sell, right? the big what if, if that one night they didn't leave and if Russo couldn't cut that promo. I, I, I think he still would have. That, I think so he, that would have been interesting, by the way. So if he does that and Hogan walks out on fucking stage with a mic. I think. Oh, he, boy. Dude, it's, I, it's like, you know what this is? Picture this. This is if what if WCW opened the gates when DX came. Yeah. If Vince Russo did it with Hogan still there, would Hogan and come to out? to this day, Eric says, that's a mistake. I should have opened the gates. Still in the if, um, if Eric, if. If Eric, the monster if Eric and or <laughs> Hogan. Oh, God. If Eric or both Hogan both came out on stage. During the Russo promo. It would have been interesting, and I don't know what would have happened, but I think Russo was in the frame of mind where he was going to do that promo regardless. Can, can you imagine, by the way, because you said something, Corey, now I, now I want to talk about it. If Bischoff opens the gate and they let DX onto their screen, Raw is not going to show anything with that segment. No. Like, how do they explain it? What the fuck do they do if they're on Nitro? Oh, they would spin it the next week. We are so hot. That we invaded their show and gave them the biggest rating they've ever seen. Oh, my God. That would have been fantastic. And now we're back. Oh, my God. Uh, but I, here's the thing. Here's the dirty little secret. I have no doubt that if Bischoff opens the gate, Pritchard and Hunter are like, well, we can't go in. We can't actually go in. We can't in. actually be on the TV show. Oh, shit. Now what do we do? And then it's how do they get out of there without looking it, bad. Without looking it, bad. It's one of those things of it would have been it, it would be cool to pick Triple H's mind. Because you got Pritchard's mind well, going. He's dead now, so we well, can't yeah, do it. No, no, he might have a podcast soon with Conrad. <laughs> yeah, but you, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Welcome what to if, the game. Uh, that would probably be what that would be called. Freestyles.com. Um, but the thing is, is I want to pick Triple H's mind of what, you know, he's done the documentary, so he has the WWE lingo of, well, if they opened the door, we would have went in or something. But like, I really want to know. I don't what, think he would be honest. No? You don't think Not he would? Not until he... Uh, not until Vince McMahon literally That's fires him. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like I want to know what Triple H's opinions are when if he's out of the business, and I want to know like what his thoughts would be of that situation. Of would you they? Know, uh, you know, X Pac and the Outlaws would have went in. Yes, they'd have <laughs> had no problem going in. Oh yeah, Billy Gunn gives zero fucks about anything on any particular day. X Pac was on so many drugs, and he it just didn't wanted matter. to see his boys again. Yeah. And Road Dog was the same; he was just fucking drugged. But David, my brothers are back there. Let's go! Yeah. Let's go! Uh, yeah. But <laughs> just the, those, the like up. those are a couple of what ifs of. But they open the door, and if if for this show for the Bash of the Beach of if Russo still did the promo, but Hogan and Bischoff were still there. 
You know, he did take an announcement from Hogan on TV for a lawsuit, too. This wasn't planned. This wasn't just happening. Because, you know, they're all three of them are stakes. And all three of them are looking for a way to get free money. Yep. So un, un, unscheduled ass kicking legitimately because he pissed me off. That's a, that's a lawsuit against WCW and Hogan. Unsafe Although, let's see. I don't know. In a shoot fight, I think I'm taking Russo over Hogan. Over Hogan? In a shoot fight. But not over Bischoff, though. No, Bischoff will fuck them both up. <laughs> yeah. Which is why, like, that story they tell in that Monday Night War documentary, which is good. He's like... <laughs> Hogan was like, hey, Eric, you don't want Vince to show up. He might kick your ass. Bullshit. (laughs) Eric would beat the living fuck out of Vince McMahon in a shoot fight. Are you kidding me? It's because all pro wrestlers secretly think all those black belts don't mean anything. Yeah. Eric would beat the shit out of him, dude. (laughs) So, guys, this was Bash of the Beach. Yeah, it was. This brings the end. I'll say the only intrigue thing we have left, really, for, for WCW, to be honest, Let's go look at it one more time. Is the right. is the rating for tomorrow's Nitro? Let's get close in on that shot. All right, let's start again. That's what I'm. That's what I'm curious about. So we have this is the end of the pay per view war stories. As we're moving on to our next pay per view war stories, will be fully loaded. Oh, you guys are in for a fucking treat on July twenty. In a few weeks. Two weeks. Twenty third. Ninth. Eighteenth. Be the 23rd. July 23rd, you guys are in for a treat. Russo's still there, too. Weird. There's no. another promo on Hogan. Uh-huh. They, they <laughs> gave you, I'm going to say it right now, my personal opinion, they gave us a SummerSlam-worthy card in July. So, I was going to ask, is this the pay-per-view of the year? Is it the best one? Hmm. It's the best one so far, I'm sure. But I'll put it this way. If it's not, it's in the top three. Because It's definitely one of the 12 best, for sure. Because yeah. I'm thinking Royal Rumble 2000 is pretty strong. Yeah. Uh, I, the one in honest, February was good, and the, uh, that's no way I'll say the other one. I'm thinking if this isn't number one, it's number two Uh-oh. behind Rumble, which I hate to. Sp- mm. Yeah, that was real mm. bad. Yeah, I hate to spring it to you, but that also means that after SummerSlam, we have a bit of a downfall in terms yeah. of quality for, for WWE shows, including what I could only surmise is maybe the ultimate one match card. Are we good? Yes. There it is. Here it is, baby. We're talking the ultimate one match card. Because the ultimate warrior shows up. Got it. So, coming up on the pay-per-view war stories, it's fully loaded. It is fully loaded. There it is. We're going to find out what happens next on the Monday Night War Stories here at NoSellingTable.com. We're going to find the backlash, the what happens next for WCW the night after on this upcoming Monday Night War Stories as WWF is still on the road to fully loaded. And they don't care for WCW. So you can go to NoSellEntertainment.com. That's right. NoSellEntertainment.com where you can find all of our podcasts, everything that we do, everything that we put out for you. Everything we do. And everything everything Corey does in his free time. With that mango. No, with that kiwi. Oh, the kiwi. Oh, kiwi. Well, we'll find out. Low kiwi. Low kiwi. There we go. But you can go to nocellentertainment.com. That's right. Nocellentertainment.com. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to our podcasts. 